The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. And what might be a minor miracle? We're on the air, on time. Two straight days, right at 2 p.m. Eastern time. How yep. are you, boys and girls? Welcome into the Bostonian versus the book here on a Wednesday. Dave Sherpen, Matt Peralt, live on Twitter, YouTube, and on Sports Grid replay at late night, midnight Eastern time every night on Sports Grid. Bucket hat day for you, Miss Sherpen. Is there a reason for the bucket hat today? It's uh, it's the all-star game bucket hat straight I from Seattle. See. So uh, we had an all-star game and all I got was this bucket hat and uh, <laughs> the joke? Some, some Mariners merch. <laughs> but no, I mean, the Mariners, you know, they were calling for Shohei to go there. They're next. Oh, they're yeah. going to be calling for the BVB to go there. Ooh, that was right. pretty exciting. So never been there. Seattle's awesome. I told never you. Been. Only I part of the country I've never been to. Pacific Northwest is the only pocket I've never been to. Seattle in the summer is awesome. Gotta Seattle cut that. in the summer. It's very nice. Um, didn't get no rain. Got a great game. Got a lot to talk about. While well, the people are taking time off, you know, or unfortunately well, we, getting shown the door or leaving oof. or making decisions in this space all over the place, um, we just keep showing up. July 1, is that the guy in uh, dark day? The guy in um, Hardball, hmm? get his name off the top of my head, the main character, said 90% of life is showing up. I've That's never true. ceased to be amazed by your ability to show up, told those kids. And the kids told them we're going to the ship, not chip. 
Sorry, that's a whole nother story. You've lost that argument. Real quick before we get into stuff that happened last night on the game, uh, we just a, a little update on what happened yesterday and what's going on right now with my brother. So if you guys go to my Twitter account at Sports Talk Matt or really any of my socials, you'll see a link to a GoFundMe that has been set up for my brother's farm. In case you guys missed the show yesterday, it's been a really, really rough week for my brother. This is the floodwaters he's dealing with on all of his property. Basically, the catastrophic event they were really nervous about actually did happen. It really, they were hoping to avoid it. It didn't happen at all. It's been a really harrowing morning for me because my father lives in Montpelier, Vermont, and Montpelier, Vermont is basically underwater. But my father is in Colorado on a hike for 40 days and he is unreachable. So nobody can, my family was reaching out saying, have you heard from your dad? And I said, well, he's in Colorado on a hike. Is his, is his house okay? Cause he lives in Montpelier and they've received about nine inches of rain in the last four to five hours, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's just been an insane amount of water. So trying to find a way of contacting him impossible because he's in the middle of nowhere on this. It's called the Colorado trail. So he's on that. And then my brother is trying to figure out what to do with the farm. And so at last check, they had raised $80,000 in 24 hours. So community is really coming through. There's a Boston television station currently on its way out to Western Mass to shoot a story on my brother's farm as to what's going on. So getting some national or getting some regional television in Boston will definitely help that GoFundMe. But if you're at all able to i've called on you guys a lot over the years to help and again i'm asking for for help in any form or fashion i it's wild people on on the discord channels and people on twitter have been reaching out i talked to a guy who actually worked with my brother who was part of uh he did um sweet potatoes i guess Mm. with my brother they did Mm. some type of exchange where they were boxing up stuff and like he told me a story of meeting my brother and i was just like this is crazy guy in our discord channel saying he's on his way to western mass and southern vermont to help with the floods it's what he does he's part of a a rescue you know he goes in there and helps out when catastrophes hit so i don't Mm. know if it's american red cross or who he works for but he said i'm on my way up there right now to go try to help the people who are dealing with this flood water in vermont in massachusetts so it's it's getting pretty scary up there for a lot of people so at Sports Talk, Matt, if you guys want to go and, and read the full story, uh, Liz wrote a, a heartbreaking 14, 15 paragraph explanation as to what's going on, what they're trying to do, what the money will go for, how they're trying to exist. And, you know, this is not just, like we talked about yesterday, it's not just today or this season that they've lost. They've lost the fall, they've lost the winter. And I mean, there's a, pic, there's a picture on their Instagram right now, a video of my brother on a kayak going through their cornfield that was supposed to have been harvested next week. <laughs> like Jeez. they were all set, ready to go. And he's in a kayak going through the rows of corn. You know, that's how much water there is right now. It's, you know, feet Ooh. of water that's underneath. So it's been a really rough couple of days and it's, it's tough because today's supposed to be a really celebratory day. We'll get into that later, but today is a big day in my family. So it's one of those, good news, bad news type of juxtaposition and, you know, mixed emotions for sure. So if you can go do that, I would really appreciate it at sports talk, Matt to go and find that. Okay. Let's get into the all-star game for last night. Uh, I want to see the tickets. Elias Diaz. If you had him for the MVP, come on, show him up. 
I want to see these. Oh, I don't think too many people had them. <laughs> what was the highest number you saw for him? 85 or 100 to 1. To be the MVP. The list. Like, <laughs> it's the backup catcher for the National League. <laughs> like, there's no, you know, they finally won a game, the National League, and the backup catcher won the MVP. That's a that's a double zero on the roulette wheel. That's a sweep the board. Just click, 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 click. Take all the chips. He won it. Great. Boom. Let's go. Unbelievable. Two-run home run in the eighth inning. I thought that when they reviewed the, <clears throat> the Guriel home run and they pulled it back and it was 2-1, I thought it was going to be 2-2. Took a long time to review it and then came back and overruled the call of a home run. I was right. like, man, I'm going to lose this thing 2-1. to one. And then Diaz goes deep with a two-run shot, which was – I think he was even stunned that he hit the home – he, he hit out of the ball. Well, park. I mean, he knew it was gone. Yeah. He knew it was gone. That was – that was a big moment. I mean, it was I, – I still love the All-Star game. I just, mm. I love watching it. I love the pageantry of it. I love the game. Um, the sideshow that goes along with it with, you know, like, I mean, the A-Rod now with Jeter and Big Poppy. I mean, if we didn't get enough Yankees, Red Sox – on the coverage back in the day. Now we got the guys that were doing the Yankees Red Sox talking about the baseball and stuff like it's okay to throw in someone else once in a while. No, um, they're demographic. They know who they're talking to. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> the, the story of the game though, it, it, it still to me was, was them chanting. And well, cheering. Hold on. I mean like the baseball yeah. gods put, Julio Rodriguez in at the end of the game with the game on the line. You can't make this stuff up. It's mm -hmm. still fun to get romantic about baseball that, and them calling for the guy to go up there. It was great. I love the local aspect of the all-star game fans of the team still go to the game. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they walked him, which was somewhat anticlimactic when that happened, but it's a good at know, bat. Good at bat. Yep. I mean, Kimbrell, he is still a white knuckle ride. I mean, in, in pressure pack situation, Craig Kimbrell's just not the dude you want. Guy's got over 400 saves yeah. in his career. And it feels like it's a heart attack mostly <laughs> every time that he goes out there. Because it, it is. <laughs> like, and that was his manager. Yep. Leaving him out, out there, there for 28, 29 pitches. <laughs> and I was like, I, if he walks Rodriguez, is he going to go get him? And he was like, no, nope, just, just finish this. I've seen this before. Go ahead. And I thought, I really thought Jose Ramirez was going to tie it up and then we we're going to get this um, home run derby extra inning thing. Right. I, really I mean, I think one day when that happens, it, everybody will be like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. I hope that happens one day. Everyone, they I mean, they're talking about it when it was going to be two, two, they're like, wait, this thing might get decided on a, on a home run derby. Didn't get it, unfortunately, but that's a really cool way, different way of, of settling it. What do you make of the lack of offense in these all-star games? It's what's I think the total 16 and one or something in the last 17 games to the under. It's just like the army Navy game. It's just bet under there's right. no, the pitching is better than the hitting and a one-off. It's the best pitching. When you start these games on the West Coast like this at five o'clock, you couldn't see a thing in the beginning right. of the game. Right. Pitcher was in the sun. The batter was in the shadow. It's so hard to see the ball once it goes from light to dark. It's hard enough. Right. So I don't know. Uh, you know, and then 
the guys that come in are as good or better than the guys that just left the game. So I don't know. Does it make sense to you? It's just, it's bet under. I can't believe that the total was seven and a half. It should have been seven. It, it closed at seven. It closed at seven. Yeah. The, and, and again, that's fine. It's just like at some point you're going to see a six and a half. It's know. interesting. I mean, it's why it's why I I bet the National League because of the lack of Trout and the lack of Judge. So you're missing two large bats, obviously from from the American League side. But you still have so many hitters from the National League that okay. So power pitchers are beating power hitting when it really counts. Like when it comes down to it in a short spurt. Yeah. Guys throwing a hundred, it's really hard to get hits off of them. It's really hard in one at bat because you don't see them one time, you know, two times through the order. It's just, you know, three outs and the guys normally down. So I don't know. I mean, baseball is going to get concerned about this, I think. And because not everyone loves three, two baseball. Like people want to see offense. I think only the purists do. Yeah. so they're going to get worried about this. Eventually, they're going to. I, I think they're going to start to tinker. My guess is they will tinker in some form or fashion, trying to get more offense going if they can. I don't think that they should, but it is really weird. Like, you know, that game was lucky to go three two. Like, it probably should have been two one. Correct. Should have been three runs being scored in that game. Yeah, that's. There's no doubt. Um, Diablo six 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 is in the chat. He said this. Overall, the 2023 All-Star game was as great as watching the toilet flush. See? It's been a boring game for years. Diablo, a lot of people feel that way. The the game's for the purists. I mean, we romanticize about the old games. Right. You know, we remember, we we do the same thing with the NFL. We remember the NFL for what it was, the physicalness, the hitting. It was boring. It was a lot of running. wasn't a lot of passing. Games were 21 to 17, a lot. 17 to 10. When the good defenses dominated, like you know, yeah, the and Eagles and the Steelers, the Patriots. And the Bears. Yeah, oh seven changed everything. They yeah, they didn't. There, there wasn't scoring. So I don't know. I know this. People watch it now. Whether they watch it all the way through, it's like what we talk about with the show. I mean, like guys come in and watch our show. They mm-hmm. stay. Mm-hmm. They 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 watch for an engaged period of time. Mm-hmm. You know. 40 minutes is, is how long someone will come and stay and watch our show. That's mm-hmm. the average watch time. How long do you think people watched that baseball game last night? Three innings? Depends Five on innings? when depends on when they turned tuned in. Because if you got there late and you saw the Rodriguez drama, you weren't going anywhere. Mm. So I mean, if you turned that thing on in the, in the eighth inning and it was a three-two game. You're like, all right, you watch the end of it. You're going to be stuck there through the bottom of the eighth, top yeah. of the ninth, bottom of the ninth. You were, you were there. So that took, you know, that took a good half an hour. So you were watching it for 30 minutes. If you came on late, if you were there early, if you're the, the middle innings was Boersville central, like the middle innings were rough. The first two batters of the game flew out to the outfield. Mm-hmm. Great defensive plays by uh, Acacia and right. And, a Rosarena and left. Awesome place. Like mm-hmm. great. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Kept you captivated if you're a baseball person. I don't think the casual fan watches those sports anymore. I don't think the casual fan, I'll say it out loud. I don't think the casual fan watches a whole game of anything anymore. Start to finish? They don't watch a game anymore. Well, no, I think that they flip around. 
Imagine. flip around. Yeah, I flip. think they either watch apps or wait and watch highlights and clips on social media. They don't watch games no more. Uh, whole game. They dive in. Start to finish. I would end. agree with you. But I think people care. people are coming. People are jumping in and out just because that's their unfortunate ADD of the world. But I do think they watch. Like someone's watching TV for two and a half, three hours straight. They're just watching multiple things. They're not just watching. I think double screening in sports is huge. Yeah. I think people are watching three, four different televisions or screens at the same time. Right. So they are watching. They're just not glued to it the same way that they would be. So like, I mean, on an NFL Sunday, you okay? Where do you go? Where do you go? I don't know where he went. <laughs> That's a first. I didn't see where he went. He went to go. I don't know what just happened. Okay. Hopefully everything's okay. I don't seem like he's back. Is he getting hats? I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> what? Are you turning on your TV? Are you okay? Yeah. God bless my mother-in-law. She has a setting set on the TVs Uh huh. that every time something Steelers comes up, it pops up a reminder to record or do you want to watch it now? Okay. And if you don't hit dismiss, right? It stays on the screen forever. <laughs> so I didn't have the remote with me. Okay. Because Pap Pap and her love to watch the Steelers stuff. Anything uh, Steelers from the past. You know what NFL Network's doing right now, right? They're replaying old Super Bowls. Oh, cool. They're replaying old videos. They posted the best uh I know NFL.com on Twitter posted the best ever Super Bowl. For their first video, they posted a two-hour video. Was it Super Bowl, what, 14? 28-3. <laughs> Rams? No, 28-3. What? 28-3. That was the best Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. That's the best That's the best game ever. Oh, stop it. Stop. What do you mean stop it? It's the best Super Bowl ever. Oh, 100%. God. They're down 28-3 to in the third quarter. Oh. <laughs> they came back and won the thing. That's the greatest game ever. Chef Benny, you're right. Uh, I, you I have had enough of you, all of you, all of you. It's the truth. I mean, 28 to three, that's the best Super Bowl ever. Biggest comeback in NFL history, Super Bowl history. <laughs> that's why did the NFL choose to post their first two hour video? They said, let's put a two hour video on first time ever. What did they do? That Super Bowl. Sorry, Will. It's the same shit as this show. The guy that <laughs> picked the list is a Patriot fan. That's Just true. like you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, where was I going before you got up and walked? Because now I had, a, I had something I wanted to bring up to you before. The all-star game lacking offense and people actually watching the game. Oh, so w- when we're watching like on an NFL Sunday or Saturday. Nobody watches one game from beginning then. But they watch five games. I watch five games beginning to end. You watch five games on the screen. You're not watching one. Correct. Right. I'm watching. I, I have, I mean, I have multiple screens set up. I've got, I mean, I, I don't know. Right. We'll see what happens what this year. What are you year. looking at? All of them. I'm watching I them understand, all. understand, but what are you watching? What are you looking all of them. for? What's happening on the, I'm watching for what my bets are doing. I'm watching what, what guys, either prop bets or game side totals, first quarters, halves, whatever it is, whatever I've purchased, whatever I've bet I'm watching. And I'm watching what's going on. So like I'm watching on my phone, I'm watching on my computer and I'm watching on my TV. Are you so, listening to any of it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, who gets the sound is really important. That's the biggest game of the day for me. Whatever I'm the most interested in, that, that's the game that gets the sound. You leave it on that? No, I move it around. 100%. Move right. it around. So 
depending on what's happening, especially, I mean, you can see it though, because the advertisements, at least on the Sunday ticket, you can see the advertisements on all the different games. Generally speaking, the ads are, are the national ads are all the same. They run them very similarly. The break structure is very similar. When you watch the, the Octobox, the eight games on Sunday ticket, at least we did before YouTube had it. We'll see what this year looks like. But previously you would see all the different break structures. You would know when the games are going. You'd see how they all kind of are timed out. You see when the NFL staggers it, how they want what game to go into what time zone, into what mm-hmm. window. You see all that. Yeah. So in, in college football, is a very similar thing. I mean, I'm watching, you know, three or four games at, at a time for college football. So baseball, I don't really do that. I could, but I don't. In the playoffs, we tend to have standalone. So you don't need to do that with baseball. So it's just funny because Madeline, I was at dinner last night with Maddie and she said to me, and I'll be talking about school because she, she's now one month. We're under one month from her starting fourth grade. And she goes, wait, I'm starting school. That means you're starting school. I said, right. And she goes, that means football's coming. And I, she, I said, yeah. And she goes, oh no. <laughs> and I yeah. said, what do you mean? She goes, she said, she goes, well, my weekends are totally different when you're in football season. I was like, yep, that's going to happen. And I go, it's even worse this year because the proxy service on Saturday morning, right. we're done. Like, but she's kind of used to it. Cause I used to do things on Saturday morning. So she's used to like me being working in the, on Saturday mornings, but I'm like, Hey, we're going to be out of, out of pocket all Saturday morning and then football for Saturday games. And then Sunday for the NFL. And she was just like, Oh no. <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, we really, we really do have two different lives. We have six month on six month off. And we're about to enter the on period. It's just 12 months on for me. Nothing changes. Like everything is the same. It's crazy. Your workload doesn't change. Same thing. Oh, my workload is dramatically different in the, in the fall. Dramatically. Yeah. It's, I mean, every, cause everybody does football. So yeah, it's, but like, you know, nothing changes, literally nothing changes for me. And I see it the way people consume games. I've seen it for 20 years in a book. All the games are on a screen. Everybody's watching their own thing. There's one game with sound. Right. It's the way people recreate their own their own watching experience. Multiple screens, a device that splits, all these things. Nobody's watching anything. It's on. You're watching it, but you're not consuming it. You're not engaged. You're not like that's the hard part right now with sports. But don't tell the salespeople that. They're all selling that, you know, they got all these eyeballs on it. And Well, they do have the eyeballs on it. It's just, you know, do they remember it? Like, do they remember what happened? Do they remember the message? Do they remember the ads? I think no. a captive audience in sports, you do have a captive audience, but I think anybody, I mean, we all do this. We all put a game on and then go do stuff, walk around the house, do work, do You're laundry. You're not watching anything. That's what I mean. It's, it's on, just, well, it's not watching yeah. it. Right. I mean, I don't think anybody ever, I don't think even when I was five years old, I was staring, you know, sitting down and watching a football game start to finish. We're always doing stuff. The games are always on. People call you, you know, your mom needs something. Your girlfriend, wife needs you to go do something. We're like, we're all doing something during the game. It's a long time. Even when there were three channels, it was still watching a football game was three hours. That's a you long time. Live with old people. They don't, they don't change nothing. They don't even get up to piss. They watch the game. They watch the game. Okay. But what happens when millennials become old people? And they've never done that. Do they keep doing that? Like when the 25 year old, like my sister is 24 today, you know, when she's 64, she's never going to watch it in right? full, ever. Right. So that changes. I think today's boomers, today's elderly people, today's older people, they are the ones who used to watch, you know, through, you know, 
uh, we had four, five, and seven, 25, 38. Those are the channels. 56 came around when I was like eight, nine years old. Those were the channels. Those were the channels. Those are the options that we had. So there wasn't really a benefit from flipping around. Just put the put the TV on, and also it was a pain in the ass because you had to get up and change the channel. <laughs> Sundays, growing up at our house, was watch the Steeler game at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Watch most likely the Cowboys game at four o'clock. Hate watch. And what was the only thing on? It was you know yeah. I grew up with Pat Summerall and John Madden. <laughs> We all did, yeah. You know, that's that's what you did. Yeah. You watched the game, and then you talked about it on Monday. Right. And then you watched Monday Night Football. And that was the football watching experience. So mm-hmm. I still like to watch. I mean, I watch all the games, but I like to listen while I'm watching, pick up stuff, learn. But I'm watching a game different than a lot of people do. I'm watching it for different things. I'm, I'm watching it with – multiple odd screens up up right and trying to figure out what the number is should be where it's going to go right you know make a move i mean i'm watching the game last night and i'm watching my odds my 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 sports book app i'm four pitches ahead right yesterday was brutal was unbelievable how behind it was the game broadcast was to my app I got the Diaz home run notification from flash score. I'm not kidding you. Two and a half minutes before the ball went out of the park. Easy. I couldn't like, believe it. I looked at Madeline. I was like, we, we were watching it. And I was like, oh, home run. She's like, who? And I was like, this guy, watch. She, she was watching and she was and it watching was two it. pitches away. Yeah, she was, she looked at me. She's like, when's it going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. This is unreal. I go, you know how hockey is, Maddie. Like, this is really unusual how long this lag is. And then it happened. And then the hit and the home run happened. I couldn't believe it. Last night was weird. I don't know if, if because it was on Big Fox. Yes. And so that created a worse lag because it was on the, the, the national bird. But that was bizarre from a lag perspective. It's only going to get worse. You're going to see it in football's all streaming. Well, that's the thing. The YouTube, everyone is bracing, including myself. Everyone is bracing for what is going to ha- happen with the Sunday ticket in week one. YouTube's got a, a pretty big bar because DirecTV, sure, they're overpriced. Sure, they gave you way more than you actually watched and you paid for it and it was annoying. But they better have it buttoned up because <laughs> Amazon was a worry and that was one game. This is, you know, eight games at a time. You got to be good, ready to go. And have it be a fun viewing experience for the audience paying for it. You said it in the fall last year, and I tried it and I hated it. But mm-hmm. watching a game on streaming couldn't change the channel. Right. I want the ability to change the channel. Mm-hmm. You take that ability away from me. Guess what? I'm not watching that. Like you can change. Well, if you're watching on YouTube TV, you can change the channel because YouTube TV acts like Direct TV or yeah, exactly. So you, you can have change YouTube it. TV, but you if you have Direct TV and you have streaming, you can't. No, you correct. Can't. Yeah, if you want to go back to your cable, like if you're watching the Sunday it's, Ticket and you, you have cable do. and YouTube TV, yeah. you can't go. You cannot toggling back and forth will take you forever to do it, and it will not correct. be fun. For and you, you to get do the, the spinning wheel. The, there's yeah. going to be a lot of challenges. Um, before Huge. I forget, yep. I want to thank senior member brigade member Roger Long. I got my box. I opened it. It's phenomenal. Yesterday, I got chaos going on here, but yeah. I got the landline number. Stay tuned, Roger. Okay. Just, if you see a number calling you that you don't recognize, answer it. 
because I would text you, but I don't even know if you take texts. Mm -mm, it's landline. You can't text it. Yeah, you're right. You can't text a landline. Now I've mistakenly tried to text someone because I thought it was a cell phone. So yes. So Roger, stay by the landline today. Uh, and, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll have a, a meetup on the phone, old school style. Mm, very cool. By the way, have you seen what the temperatures in on the strip on, on Sunday will be? No. 118 degrees on Sunday. I told you, I lived in Phoenix before I lived here. Every, it's crazy. God, the man upstairs, whomever has prepared me every step of the way without me knowing. <laughs> After living in the Caribbean, moved back to Pittsburgh, said, I can't live here no more. I want to live where there's palm trees. Don't go to the beach, Dave. Go to Phoenix. It's great. <laughs> Your friend lives there. You get a job there. You'll be fine. He don't tell me that it's the hottest place in the United States other than Death Valley. I get there the first summer. I'm sitting in a red light with my top down melting in the summer. It was 118 degrees, and I was at a red light going, I think my ear is going to melt off. Like, what am I doing? Right. I'm the only idiot in the city with the top down. Right. Sun is. 118 is, no matter what they say, hot, dry heat, mm -mm. desert heat. No, danger. It's hot as hell. It's dangerous. There's no debating it. There's it's absolutely dangerous. I mean, it it was funny. I went out to go to the gym this morning and it was 95 degrees at 9 a.m. And I was like, oh, here we are. Welcome to summer. <laughs> you know, this is Vegas summer. Like it is this week, it has officially begun. And this is the countdown to the second, uh, the last week in July and the first two weeks of August. I have always said this since I lived here. And it, I saw it when I started coming here to cover AAU tournaments. It's the hottest three weeks of the year. It is always absolute inferno fire hot here for those three weeks. The whole month of August is hot. They should not start school until September. Amen. Those first two weeks of walking the kid to school or trying to get in the car, burning up, then picking them up after school. Yeah, it's it's even hotter. Yeah. Like August is hot. I mean, I know we had an outdoor birthday party for Kylie. She's born in July. Yeah. It was like we didn't know. Like we know now, but we invited people and we were all melting. And Kylie was miserable as a baby. Was terrible. I had to, I had to nix that this year because they talked about doing that for Madeline. I said, we're not doing, no one wants to be outside. No one do, let's do a pool party. Nobody wants to be outside for a party, even for a pool party. No one wants to be outside. You can, can do you, a pool party, but do it at sunset. Yeah. It's sunset. It, yeah. Uh, let's let's have a pool party. It's from five to nine. Right. So you're out and, <laughs> yes. it, and you know, it's okay. It's hot at the beginning and then it cools off and everybody's normal. Like you can't yeah, normal, normal being 105, but it was 105 yesterday at eight 30 at night last night. Yeah. It was, was hot. It was, I was like, all right, we're dealing with some real heat. And by the way, Oakland, uh, the ACE, you better be prepared for this because if you guys wind up coming here, this story to me is turning into the greatest and worst soap opera in sports right now. So Rob Manfred made fun of Oakland, made fun of the A's fans. They got royally pissed off. They went on a whole barrage against him. So in order to save face, in my opinion, Rob Manfred then went and sat down with the city of Oakland, the same city of Oakland that he said, we're done with you. The city of Oakland said to Major League Baseball and the A's, we're done with you. But because people are up for reelection, 
And because people want to make sure everyone's saying kumbaya together, at least when it comes down and oh, we crossed every T and dotted every I, we did everything we could. They sat down again to have Oakland tell them this now new plan for how they're going to keep the Oakland A's in Oakland, even while they are still preparing everything to come and play here and trying to find where the A's will play in the interim after next season when their lease is up and the Coliseum will kick the A's out. <laughs> Are they going to do that? Yes. They're going to, the city's going to kick them out. Hmm. Unless they have a deal to go and build a new ballpark. The city is going to say, we're not going to, they're not going to let them play there. Cause in all honesty, they're probably going to demo that dump the second that they can. The land's too valuable. Is it? Oh yeah. Up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even the, the worst neighborhoods up there, <laughs> the, the property is extremely valuable. <laughs> Hmm. You still think A's are coming here? I talked to somebody at UFC 290, somebody in the know, friend of ours. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let him go nameless because right. he did tell me some information. He told me that the A's are coming here, but he doesn't think they're playing where they're saying they're going to be playing. Right. <laughs> he thinks there's going to be a different place. Same. The ballpark's not going to be on the Tropicana site. Mm-mm. It's But they, they are going to come here, but... There is, he's like, they're not going to build it where they say they're going to build it. They're going to have to go somewhere else in the city to build it. Right. Which is like, huh? <laughs> so what happens to the Tropicana then? <laughs> Stays. Are you serious? People have been trying to get rid of that joint for 30 that, years. That it's thing's a, a cockroach. That thing just won't go away. Will not go. It won't will die. Not <laughs> will not My go away. Goodness gracious. If you guys I haven't been in the, there the other night after the, after the UFC, <laughs> God. because I park over that right, way. Right, right. So I walked through and I got close to it and I said, well, I haven't been here in a while. I'm going to go check it and out. I walked in and I was like, smells the same. Yep. Looks the same. Walked right. What one through in one through one door and then walked through a little five seconds through the casino and back out. I was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah, everyone's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> what every, everyone's good. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I still think they're going to come here by all accounts. It they, they, you know, the politicians are going to make it happen, and people are not happy about it. People are <laughs> frustrated. I, I still think though there's a chance for this. Yesterday, Rob Manfred, MLB expansion talks could happen pretty shortly after the Rays and A's stadium disputes get settled. Oakland's already started its relocation paperwork to prepare the, for the move for Las Vegas. So. They're coming here, but where we don't know. And like I just said, someone scuttlebutt flying around that the trop site may not be where the ballpark actually gets built. But wouldn't it be better if the Rays came here? Wouldn't it be better if we took the well, Rays? Better for us. It'd be great. Oh, kidding me? It'd be so much better for the Rays to come here. We so, I mean, expansion. If the if they're going to expand to thirty two teams, like a part of me actually wants the A's deal to die now, because. If that money is sitting there for somebody, right? $300 million, $400 million, whatever it is, it's sitting there for somebody to build a ballpark to play baseball in it. You know Rob Manfred's going to stick an expansion team here. They're not going to let that money go away. Someone's going to go get it. I would 100% rather an expansion baseball team be here in Las Vegas than the Oakland A's, than it's the Las close. Vegas A's. It's not even close. They should leave the A's there, figure it out, work it out. Yeah, and definitely put an expansion team here. That would be all. That would be great. 
Yeah. For everybody. Do a, do a countdown to when the team starts playing. You know, you make the announcement, you do the whole thing. I mean, we had experience with the Knights with this. It was a three-year run-up to when the Knights were going to start playing. Team Arena got built. So silly. Like, the I, whole thing was so – um, it was fun and it was fresh. And I remember thinking this would so not work back east. Like this, but nobody would buy this. Like it's just kind of a show. Yeah. Well, baseball's different, but that's what that's what would work here. Them throwing the A's on us and then saying we're gonna build it here and not saying that the taxpayers are not gonna pay and they are. Like people are just gonna they're gonna start off negative with two strikes on them already. Yeah. And people were mad about Allegiant, they were mad about the Raiders, but it's different because NFL is king. Everyone wants to watch football. Everyone wants to talk about football. And Allegiant has provided a lot of really cool things for the market that weren't that's, that's going to come key. here. That's the key. They, yeah. that they've done other stuff other than Raiders. Yeah. I mean, you know? look, the, I mean, the, you've had huge concerts come through. You've had gigantic events come through. You've had the NFL Pro Bowl that's been played here. You've right. got opportunities to have the Final Four that's going to be coming here now. So, like... There's just different things that Allegiant provided the marketplace because there was a lacking, there was a there was a hole that had to be filled. No one's clamoring for a thirty thousand seat baseball ballpark that's a dome. Like no one's asking for that. I mean, now there's a big push to hold sporting events at the Sphere because it's such a popular thing right now on social media. Everyone's like, well, why don't we go play there? We know about the 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 NBA arena that they're trying to build down by the South Outlets. We know about that. They're trying to do that by, you know, in Southern Highlands and all down in the Henderson area. They're trying to build the NBA ballpark down there. And that's been talked about all net arena. They've been talked about that. They haven't broken ground yet, but that's why the NBA is having the, you know, the NBA cup final four. That's going to be here. It's why they have summer league. That's here consistently. Like this is a market where the NBA wants to have a franchise and they just need to build an arena. So that will work. We know the NBA will work and we know that LeBron might very well be an owner, part owner of that expansion team. When he retires, right. LeBron's going to be the face of the team. Are you kidding me? It's going to be a home run here. Baseball in building this ballpark and giving them this money. This is why it doesn't feel right for people here. They're like, wait, 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 what? And you're going to expand. Like if you're already going to go to 32 teams, give us one of those. Like we'll take one of those. There's a lot of teams and a lot of arenas already here. We got UNLV's arena. We got the MGM Grand Garden arena. We got this Dollar Loan Center. Thomas and Mac could, right? Thomas and Thomas and Mac could be like that. That arena is starting to to show its age. Of course, but I'm just saying, like, just building flashy new arenas and throwing sports franchises here all in a rush. And going, who you got to know people are going to go to the games. There's a lot of shows that come to Vegas, big time shows, bands, comedians, they don't sell out. Mm-mm. You know, they create this, they artificially create, uh, you know, demand they, for their tickets. Right. There's signage all over, and the locals don't go. But what they was, can't afford it. What was the win? show that just had to shut down, revamp everything, and then relaunch. I forget the name of it, but Wynn just did that. Wynn had his ad, put on a multi, multi-million dollar production. Yeah. And nobody went. Yeah. They had to shut it down, revamp it, do it again, and then relaunch the thing again. And it's 
doing better, but not doing anywhere near what they thought it was going to do. It's crazy because we did two live shows at Circa, <laughs> talked about it for a month and had people come right. like, you know, but Kevin Hart has an arena sold to do a, you know, yeah. comedy tour and there's empty seats because, you know, so he people, did a lot here, though. I mean, Ke he did multiple birthday parties like he was everywhere. He was at oh. Encore. He was at a strip club like he was everywhere. He made so many appearances. That guy cleaned up that week. Yeah, he did, he did well for himself. <laughs> he did for himself. Right. But the place that hosted the venue supposed to right. sell it out. Well, I, you know, when you talk to people that do a lot of things down there, mm -hmm. you work with a lot of people, you, you hear a lot of things. It's not all that easy. Like mm -hmm. they, they have to, before they go and build a baseball stadium and try to say they're going to have people coming for 81 games. 27,000 a night. Uh, from other cities and all this other stuff. You know, we got a lot of good friends at a show. They ain't coming here to watch their baseball team play for the weekend. They might go to I one would. game. They might wrap around, you know, other stuff, whether it's signing up for a contest or, you know, yeah. coming and hanging out, seeing a show. It's an expensive proposition to come and watch baseball series for the weekend. Really is. I've only traveled. Let me think. Red Sox games. I have traveled to go see. I've traveled to Denver. I've traveled to Kansas city. I've traveled to, and then everything else I was in the city. Like I was in Houston. I was in New York. Right. Like I was, it was, it was in the city that I was in that I said, I watched the Red Sox play. I've seen them play in multiples in Minnesota. I've, I've watched them like trips have concurred, you know, it's, it's matched up where the Red Sox were in town in the city that I was in. It, people don't necessarily travel for baseball. If it happens to be in your backyard or it happens to coincide with a business trip, you'll go to the game, you'll go watch your team. But like football is different. People will plan that out. Even basketball at times, people will plan that out. Hockey for sure. Canadians plan out their trips to Vegas all the time around when their team is going to play here. Right. That's why, the, why the building is where the building is. So it just, it, it, baseball here is such a difficult proposition and, and it's being forced because baseball wants to get here before the NBA. And it's really obvious <laughs> they, they, they want to be in Vegas before the NBA does. Cause this is a very quick and not a very well thought out decision by major league baseball. They just figure build it and people will show up. Okay. We'll see. I think people will go, but I think you're going to see average attendance between 10 and 15,000 most weeknight games here. in Especially Vegas. if it's a bad baseball team. And it's then as soon as the NBA comes, bye-bye. You can forget about it. It'll be you better win. You have to win here. I mean, it, I mean, it, it is weird. Like every market says that like, you have to win here, but Vegas right. is a little bit more fickle because there's so many other things to do. You got to win the golden Knights winning the Stanley cup. It's still surreal to me driving down the strip and seeing that gigantic at the corner of spring mountain in, in Las Vegas Boulevard, that gigantic new led screen that's up there. And to see that cup yep. home mm -hmm. of the Stanley cup chance, mm -hmm. it hit me like two nights ago when I was driving past it. I was like, that is unflipping believable. I like know. when you really stop and go, that really happened. That wasn't like a fever dream. That really actually happened. They won the Stanley Cup. Yep. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, huh? So that's the bar now, right? I mean, the Raiders are going to see it. People are going to have to get really pissed off if the Raiders don't do well this year. Uh, that's different. It's still not. It's still not the local team. For a lot of people, the Raiders. It's funny that we say that because sports talk radio people disagree with us. Well, they have to. That's their it's job. Weird. I know, but they I've say. I've lived here 20 years. 
I agree, but, but but people, the way that they're programmed, the way their audience reacts to talk radio here in town, they believe they can talk the Raiders every single day for three hours and people are going to be tuning in to talk about it and calling in to talk about it. I don't know if it's true. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but I mean, that's local sports talk radio here in town is really heavy on the Raiders and really heavy local on- Local sports on, talk radio in Boston's heavy on the Patriots, are they not? No, they're heavy on all four. They talk about everything, whatever season it is. Right now it's football season, so- and the Red Sox are sports talk radio in Pittsburgh. As soon as the Penguins are done, it's talk about the Steelers nonstop. The Pirates get a mention here and there. Right. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's talk about the Steelers. Right. So that's football. That's what I mean. So it's a Raiders. So this market is reacting the same way Pittsburgh reacts. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to recreate that here. But the problem is that Pittsburgh has people that were born there. Their parents were born there. Their grandparents mm-hmm. were lived it, born mm-hmm. there. They, they lived it. Las Vegas has a city where they're lucky if one generation was born here. Oh, and yeah. if we have kids, at least our kids were born here. But there that ain't nobody stay. here. I mean, there, there's a very small pocket of people that have had the grandparents to parents to kids here. Generational. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. You know, Fair. but it's it's hard to stay here that long. One mm-hmm. and two. The people that have been here that long were from somewhere else for the most part. Came in. And Vegas ain't their team. Right. They're Bears fans. They're right. Lions fans. Right. They're they're um, you know, Vikings fans. They're 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 Rams fans. They're not Raider fans. Mm-hmm. So good yeah, luck like with me. that. They're like me. Raiders Raiders are my number two. I'm a Patriot fan full and full on. And then you when the Raiders actually root for the Raiders. Sure. Of course. Oh yeah. I, oh. Same way. I root for the golden Knights. Same way. I mean, I have, I love the Bruins. I love the Patriots. I love the Red Sox. I love the, I love the Celtics, but when their golden Knights are on, I'm watching and cheering for the golden Knights. And when I'm watching the Raiders, I'm cheering for the Raiders against the chiefs Broncos against the chargers. Absolutely. I'm cheering really? for the Raiders hundred percent. I'm wearing Raider gear and I'm in let's go. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. When the Patriots play the Raiders, I'm wearing Patriot gear. Right. I'm a Patriot fan. Okay. So that, that that's the one, that's the one team that I'm not going to cheer for the Raiders against the Patriots, but everybody else. Hell yeah. You know how many bad markets I, I lived in, in my life, blessing or praying for the chance to go to a game, to watch a team in the NFL in my home market. Never had it. Oh, I never had so. it. This is, I mean, I had the, I had the Texans in Houston, but I couldn't stand them. So like, I was never going to, why couldn't you stand them? It's the same situation. Cause they suck like really bad suck, like historically suck. The division sucks. The team was awful. They went, there, they went to the playoffs a lot. Didn't they go to the playoffs when you were there? No, I was only there for a year and they were awful the year that I was there. Oh, Patriots played there. I went there watching the Patriots and covered it. That's the, you know, it was no, <laughs> like I'm not, Hmm. I, I was I, I had no interest in the Texans whatsoever. I was there, like none. I have a lot of interest. I think in if we had to do that content train, mm-hmm. like we had to talk about the Raiders every day, you would hate the Raiders too. No, uh, uh-uh. I that's not true. No way. I'd be inter- I, I I would love to cover the Raiders here. I would absolutely be. I'd cover them tomorrow. Somebody said, "Hey, Matt, go cover the Raiders." Absolutely, I'd be in. I find that team fascinating. That team is really oh, interesting. All Patriot guys, no. <laughs> See, <laughs> it, yeah, I would, I would hundred percent. That's why you want to cover them. Okay, <laughs> just saying. There's a lot of people that I know, and a lot of guys I've watched, and a lot of coaches I've covered and talked about for a long time. I would right. be hundred percent interested in the Raiders <laughs> to go ahead. It's the Patriots West, right? So I guess so. 
I mean, look where the quarterback was last year and look at the, you know, the, where the backup came after car got hurt. And so like, you know, you had Jared Stinham was supposed to be the guy and now it's not now. Oh wait, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, where's he from? Right. <laughs> Who drafted right. him? Who developed yeah. him? Right. So there's nine players with Patriot ties, the whole coaching staff, basically Patriot ties. So I am a hundred percent interested in the Raiders. Yes. I think it's very interesting. Um, couple more baseball things. MLB, the PA over this break has now requested to major league baseball to elongate the pitch clock for the postseason. Now to what we're taking. Well, first remember the extra inning rule is changed. No ghost runner in the postseason, just equally acknowledging how stupid the rule is because we're not doing it in the playoffs. So that rule is gone. Just, just like, like shootout, the in shootout hockey, rule in the hockey, which is same. stupid in hockey too. So both rules that the both leagues are acknowledging that their mistake. They're about having, acknowledging that the regular season needs doesn't to be matter, sh- you know, shortened. <laughs> right. And we can't have extended games, but in the playoffs, we don't care because it's playing for real. Yes. Right. So, now they're saying, okay, since you're changing that, we want to make the pitch clock longer. So the pitch clock is 15 seconds right? when no, when no one's on base, 20 seconds between pitches when someone is on base. So that is cut nearly 30 minutes down from last season. So per now game. per game. Yep. So now they're asking that they would want it to be elongated. They would like to add quote, a few extra seconds onto it. Mm-hmm. So they're not really saying what number they want, 15 to 20. They're not saying they want like 20 to 25, but they would like to have it be elongated. I think we should get rid of it in the playoffs. Oh. You know why they want it longer? Well, pressure packed situations, a closer coming in, high drama, it's the playoffs. No. What? Sell more ads. Games are longer. They want, but they they needed to be longer. The games are too short. But the postseason games but, have the biggest audiences. But, okay, hold, let, it has let me just nothing to do with the players or the let me, coaches. Let me or push anything. back for a second. The PA makes no money on the playoffs. No, zero. No, PA is played. The, the PA is paid in regular season revenue. They're not paid in the pl- the playoffs. That's why they. That's why the, the players association always wants shorter playoffs, not longer. Salaries go up the more people watch the games, right? I mean, there's a long way of go- of getting to that point, but regular season game ratings means more to the PA than postseason ratings do because they don't make any money on that. Contracts are paid more out money if it's the longer games. There's more concessions. There's more everything. But the PA doesn't make. I'm serious. The PA they don't make any money off that. Like that's the PA players get paid it out there. To help to help Major League Baseball, why? Well, they're just they're putting it out there. It's just that's they want no. I longer, think they actually care about the game. I, I I think they're talking about it from a game perspective and a player perspective because some guys are going to get rushed in the playoffs, and it's they don't want to be rushing it. So they're going to add five seconds to the clock. That's what they're that saying. Could matter. That could matter. Does it, could be, does, does it, it doesn't give a number. It just says we want a longer. A few seconds. Clock. It just says a few seconds. They're requesting right. it to be elongated for a few seconds, which yeah. won't it won't make the game that much longer. The league floated it to the Players Association guy. Say this so the players listen to you. You think the players went to the Players Association? You think the players go to the Players Association and say, hey, put it out there that we want a longer clock for the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I could see that for sure. From, from, from a competitive standpoint, yeah, I could see you know teams that are competitive in the chase to win it all saying, you know, man, this 15 seconds between pitches is really fast in the playoffs 
you know, in a two, one baseball game in the eighth inning, I got to speed up my reliever, get him out there fast, get him to move it. I, I, he needs like some more time. I would get rid of it entirely. I would just say in the playoffs, forget it, play the game. Don't need it. Like give me the drama. Give me a five hour baseball game. I don't care. It's a playoff. You're not going to watch it anyway. You just said before you don't watch the games in full. You do other things. People Although that actually sit on. and watch a baseball game like the pitch clock because but the playoff games the are, are so better. different. I know, but playoffs is so di- – I, I do watch start-to-finish baseball games in the playoffs. Of course I do. When the Red Sox are in the playoffs, I'm watching every pitch. 100%. I'm analyzing every pitch. Red Sox aren't in the playoffs. Are you watching it? Yeah, of course. I'm not watching it as – I'm not glued as tightly unless I have a bet on it. If I have a bet on it, then yeah, I'm glued tightly to it if I, if I have a bet on it. But if I don't have a bet on the game, I'm watching it. I'm, I'm paying attention to it just to see. It's on, but you're not watching. Yeah, in-game opportunities. If there's a number I like, exactly. if the game – so like right. I'm – but it's – to me, if you tell me a playoff game is going to be two hours and 40 minutes or two hours and 50 minutes, I don't care. Like I'm watching the game regardless. They're not going to bother me if the game's 10 minutes longer if it's a playoff game. So I, I would get rid of it entirely. I would just go play baseball in the playoffs. Like, for, just forget it. If a guy takes a long time, who cares? It's just part of the game. Well, the part of the drama. used to it. That's it's true. It's working. But the ghost runner, they're used to the ghost runner, too. So what does that tell you? They don't care. <laughs> the ghost runner is the best rule in extra innings ever. Oh, It's the oh. best thing ever. It's the worst. It's the best. Absolute best thing ever. Um, I don't think they're going to change a thing. I don't think they're going to – I think they're just putting it out there. It's working. It's the way it is. Unless unless they need more time for the games. I mean, if games can be buttoned up start to finish in less than three hours, isn't that ideal for everybody? Probably. I mean, I mean it's, it's, there's it's not who- – who the only one who loses is that they don't the beer get as many ads in the as beer. No, the beer guy loses. Yeah, the beer vendor does lose. I he mean, loses. although they they fixed that because they were very responsible about <laughs> stop selling beer in, in the seventh, seventh inning and it said, it's you know up. what? It's going a little fast. You know what? Let's Go to move that thing to the eighth. <laughs> load up. You can right. only get a couple, but load them up before you go. One, two, three, top of the ninth. Go to the parking lot. <laughs> Sit in the car for an hour though, because you may be buzzed. I mean. Think about it. Right. Come on. It's not really logical, but that's so I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think baseball is going to have a lot of these conversations over the next couple of years about how they tweak and turn around with the pitch clock, because some pitchers have had a, you know, is it, is it the shift or is it the clock? We'll figure out eventually what it is. But some guys are a very different pitcher this year than last year. They're getting it together, though. Like the guys that it affected in April and May are starting to. You know, figure it out. They're starting to figure it out. The shift mm-hmm. is, if you're asking me, what affects it more, baseball or pitchers? It's mm. the shift minus eight thousand. Huge, and I love the fact that they banned it. That that's that's the best rule. It's worked. Change. It's awesome. That's never should have been a thing. It never should. Rovers never should have been a thing in baseball. It's good that they've gotten rid of that and changed it. The game looks. I mean, again, the fact that we have ground balls up the middle again makes me very happy. I oh, love it's, it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Like, give me a up the middle, over the mound, four hopper, over the mound, over second base, into center. That play is back. Yes. Which is awesome. And then the runner from second, rounding third, center fielder, firing, firing into the plate. That play at the plate is back now because the shift is gone. Yeah, but there's that obstruction rule at the plate that nobody can figure out. That's a problem. That needs. It's, that's the next I mean, thing that's going to be addressed. It's a whole nother issue. Like, they got that <laughs> yeah. right again, and then – 
he didn't slide to catch a field of the ball, but he came across too fast and all this other stuff. Don't get me started on the obstruction. Can't oh, stand. it's yeah, the obstruction rule really needs to be changed. But yeah. uh, two more baseball stories. Yep. One, MLB rule changes have led to more betting. This according to our friends at sportshandle.com. Yep. We talked about this. No surprise here, right? The betters are now betting more on the unstolen basis. No, not at all. Actually, we we talked about this before the season started. I said it both here and on MLB Network. Um, It's hard to quantify at -hmm. the beginning. So the numbers are not good, like Mm -hmm. that the the books are offering, because odds makers sometimes guess too. Right. And people find opportunity where there's opportunity betting. There should be more betting on it because there's more stolen bases. It's, it's back. Like the the stolen base is back. Um, but like, wow. I, I just read in part of the story, I didn't realize that the Reds are 23 and seven since calling up Cruz. Yes. 30 games. That's that's Come seismic. That's, that's, that's seismic. That's, yeah, I got it right here. Hold on. Since let's see. He's the first player in major league history to notch 40 hits and 15 stolen bases in his first 30 games in the big leagues. I should have sent this to you for the show. Best record since June 1st. Braves are 27 and six. The Marlins are 24 and 12. That's stunning. The Reds are also 24 and 12. Since June 1st? Since June 1st. And the Phillies are the next best record at 23 and 11. See? So... Like, you know, all those that the Phillies were dead. Yep. You know, relax. there's still value in Philadelphia. There's still value yeah. there to win the win the NL pennant. There's value in that bet. I mean, that's I don't the buy. best record since June 1st. Three of them are in the NL East. I don't buy the Marlins, even though I love the Marlins. I have that bet on them for over 76 and a half wins. I don't buy the Reds, even though they're a lot of fun. But I buy the Phillies. I don't think that goes away in the second half. I think they're going to be relevant. I think the Phillies are going to be relevant. Really? Yeah. I think, I think they're going to have, they're going to have something to say about what happens in the playoffs. I think when you get into the play, as long as they get, get a wild card, which I think that they should, there's something, the playoff experience you get after you go through a war like last year and get to the championship round. Right. You you believe like you're not going to be nervous. You're not going to be doubting yourself. Like you're in the tournament. You know what it means to be in the tournament. They're going to be a tough out. Yeah. Whoever play whoever plays them in that first three game series, they're going to be a tough out. I wouldn't want to play them. No, no question. I mean, I had them last year. Like mm. I that was that was the one that I that would have been one of those ones I'd have talked about the rest of my life. You know, <laughs> going to pick up multiple straps. Right. Like it was one of those take a shots and and it was very close to coming to fruition. They're not out of it at all. They're very live to, to be dangerous the second half of the season and have a nice October run. All about the pitching for them. It's all about what their pitchers are. And the pitchers have been great since June 1st. Really, really good. It's just like the, the lines on the nights. You know what you're getting with the one and the two. Yeah. It's the three, four, five. And the Phillies are getting some pretty good starts from three, four, five. Right so, now, yeah. 
if you can do that, it works better for everybody. So yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be there. Mm. All right. So Atani watch time for us here after last night, my goodness gracious, Seattle fans chanting his name during the all-star game. Come to Seattle was Atani. Great. (laughs) I loved it. I don't know about you. Did you like it? I love it. I think it's, it's an awesome, it's it's exactly what you're supposed to do. Right. Exactly what you're supposed to do. You have a chance. The guy's going to be a free agent. Ichiro set the bar. You know what Otani could do on the West Coast in Seattle. He would feel very much at home. He would feel very comfortable in that market, and they would love him for the next decade. Can they pay him? I don't know. Shoot your shot. If you're, you know, it's your one shot, you got him. Go ahead and shoot your shot for him. They were asking bets and uh, Freddie Freeman in their ear while they were in the field. Because he was chant, they were chanting it while yeah. they were in the field, and they're like, "He was batting, yeah." Guys, what do you do? How do you feel about that? And, and I mean, it was awesome. He, you know, Freddie goes, "That would be tampering." Can't answer that. <laughs> That's a good you know, line. But then right. Mookie goes, "But if you know, he is if. talking to all the different teams. L.A. is not a bad place to play, you know." And I was like, "This is openly being discussed by every guy." Well, it's being talked about by Shohei after the game, Shohei said that he wants to play for a winner. It quote sucks to lose and that he likes Seattle. He said, I like it here. I like this market. He's already talking like a player who is preparing to be playing somewhere else. I mean, he's already interested. He's already having that conversation about like, you know, when you start saying it sucks to lose, uh oh, <laughs> that's bad. I can't imagine how much money this guy's going to get. Seventy million. <sighs> how many years? I just want to. I, I think it's sixty to seventy million per. But the question is, how many years? And what team wants to step up? Because you're going to make it back. That's the thing. Whether you win or lose, if you're in the right market, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Boston. Mm. Say Pittsburgh. You could say it. I can't. How big's your Asian population in Pittsburgh? They'll come, come from come. all over. Get out of here. Okay, stop. So what do you mean? It don't even have to be people the Asian in Japan population. can't find Pittsburgh on a map. Come on now. Okay. They don't they don't travel what? people in Asia don't come to Pittsburgh. They don't go like let's go You're on a trip to crazy. Pittsburgh. That's a big international market. There's a Google there. There's a lot of things yeah, there. It's they don't big... come to travel there. Tourism doesn't you don't go there. It's not like a a, a bucket list they thing. They will. That ballpark okay. will, they will come just like, or, the, Field of or they'll just, they'll or they'll just wait for him to go to the West coast and go see him there. Cause it's a shorter flight than flying to Pittsburgh. There's, there's four or five markets in America that will be automatic. You will make the money back regardless of what your team does with Otani on the roster. Seattle might be the most profitable. I mean, it's ridiculous. Ichiro was insane in Asia. They sold so many, you know, t-shirts, hats, whatever. Yeah. LA, the Dodgers, monster, just absolutely would crush it. We saw what the Red Sox have done with, you know, Daisuke when he was there. And now with Yoshi and having both Yoshi and having Otani on the same team would make the Red Sox skyrocket in Asia. They're already huge there anyway, but they'd be even bigger if you could could do that. I can't wait to watch this because the numbers are going to be monopoly money type stuff. 
the Yankees aren't going to go down without a fight. The Yankees are going to get involved. <sighs> Yankees are not going to just watch on the sidelines and say, oh, yeah, let him go somewhere else. Best player ever, maybe potentially. Yeah, right. I mean, the Yankees are going to throw. It could turn into an arms race between the Yankees and the Dodgers and nobody else can play in that field. Maybe. I don't know. What about the Mets? The Mets could be involved, but the Mets payroll has, they've already proven what just happened. Their payroll is 75 million more than anybody else this year. Like, I don't know how, what is Steve Cohen's threshold for paying the luxury tax? I don't know. The juice just came in a chat and said, people in Asia don't even know what Pittsburgh is. That's not true. And you spelled it correctly. The juice. So that's <laughs> nice. So Cal Djen said Mariners, Dodgers, Giants, Padres. That's Otani's shortlist. I disagree with that. I, I, I get his point. He wants to play on the West coast, but I think you have to at least acknowledge that there's a chance that Boston and New York are involved. Both New York teams are involved that the Red Sox are involved. And you at least have to acknowledge that he will take a look. He will at least, if nothing less to drive the price up to the team he wants to go to. Can you imagine if he goes to Texas? No, there's no way he's playing in that. He won't. No, he doesn't like the heat. He has said he doesn't like humidity and that he does not. It doesn't help. His likes brand. money. I know, but it doesn't. There's no brand. Likes no state tax. Play at the A's then. <laughs> I mean, he could go up to, he could go to Texas. They would own the AL West for the next five to 10 years. Seeger's locked up. Simeon's locked up. I think he wants to leave the American League. I think if he leaves the Angels, he wants to leave the American League. What the League. hell does that mean? What, 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 he won't play. Because if you go to Seattle, you're yeah. playing the Angels 13 times a year. If you go to so the, the Rangers, you're playing the Angels 13 times. I mean, there's still some. I mean, he's got all friends there. He's friends with Trout. I mean, that's, you know, it's you see that team. You become Benedict Arnold. Friends. You get booed. Are you get you booed heavily. Who care? He'll get booed in Anaheim for leaving? Yes, 100%. No chance. They love that guy. Right. If he leaves, doesn't stay there, every fan base gets pissed off when you go somewhere else. They don't get mad about that stuff in California. What are uh, you talking? They're not like they're, they're not like serious. the back east crowds. Stop. Oh, uh, I think they're they going to be... cheer. He didn't do nothing wrong. The team didn't pay. What if they do? What if they try? What if they make every effort? What if you they think match? The Angels are going to try. I don't know. It's a great question. They did with Trout. I didn't think they would with Trout. Remember? I said, Mike Trout, get the hell out of there. Mike Trout took their contract. Mike Trout took the money. I wanted Mike Trout anywhere but the Angels. I want Otani anywhere but the Angels. Get the hell out of that franchise. I, I mean, I don't know. I heard a couple of the guys talking last night on MLB. They're talking about like it being the right move to trade him. It is the right weeks. move to trade him. I know. Well, but they're not going to. It is the right move. The right move is read the tea leaves. He's not playing for you next season. Get whatever you can for him now. Right. You're not going to contend. Trout's hurt. Who knows how long he's going to be out for. Your pitching has been a little bit above what you thought it was going to be this year. Could be a big regression in the second half. You have an asset that literally has an expiration date on it. You have to take advantage of it. 
I don't care. I'm not being the guy that went down. This is not Babe Ruth. This is not no, no, Nanette. This is not the same situation. You aren't selling him to go finance some stupid passion project. Okay. You're not doing that. You're recognizing that you're going to lose him because, you know, in 1918, there wasn't, or 1917, whatever it was, that they never had, there wasn't a free agent market. There's going to be a free agent market. And he is pretty much telling you, (laughs) I'm looking around. I'm I'm gonna shop. I'm gonna go see what else is out there. <laughs> I mean, once you go on the market like that, you're gonna leave because Anaheim's ballpark is trash. The franchise has done nothing with Mike Trout. Oh, it is that ballpark's awful. I hate that park. It's so bad. It's no. It's literally the most plastic of ballparks in all of baseball. The fake rocks in center field. The way that I mean, everything. The game production. I had second row off the field seats for the Red Sox and the Angels for three straight days. And I just kept on going, this ballpark sucks. <laughs> like, this is this is tough. Like coming to this thing, I get why people don't want to come to this thing. It's in a weird part of California to begin with. It's right down the street from Disneyland. What are you talking? It about? is. It's in a weird part of it's in a weird part of California. You don't go there thinking I want to go to a baseball game. The ballpark, you know, there's parking. The best thing about the whole park is parking is really great. It's huge. Parking is great. Gigantic parking lot that's really easy to find parking. That's the best part of that about that ballpark. <laughs> I would blow that thing up and demo it and build a new one. If I could, I'd blow it up. I hate that thing. I think it's not. It hurts. It hurts your attendance. It hurts trout. It hurts everything. So I would trade them. I mean, if I was in, I would take the heat. I would take the who cares you're doing what's best for your franchise because you might be able to get three or four outstanding prospects back for him. Well, CBW said it in the chat, scratch the angels as a potential show sponsor. That's fine. I'm okay with that. If they actually were even considering up to this point, they have not been listening because I've said way worse things about the angels than what I just said. So Remember what I said about my, the, during the Mike Trout negotiations? I said yes. Mike Trout was an absolute moron for resigning there. Yes, you did. He should run from that franchise, run away from the Anaheim Angels, Los Angeles, whatever. And Shohei should do the same thing. He should mm-hmm. walk in there and be like, guys, just so you know, you don't have to trade me this year, but I'm not signing here. So it's up to you what you want to do, but I'm, I'm wearing a different uniform next year. Because the they Yankees want play at the Angels after the break. They want him to be the bad guy. The Angels want Otani to be the bad guy. Say trade me. He they they want a trade request. If they could get a trade request, they'd be in heaven. It's it doesn't matter. He keeps showing up for work and being Shohei. It's mm-hmm. like somebody in the chat. I go back and find it. Who said it? Did Brady get booed when he went back to Gillette? Otani's not Brady. Brady won no. six championships. It's not even a not even a logical argument. That that makes no sense. Okay, but I'm just telling you, they're not booing him when he goes back. They're not booing him. Johnny He's Damon got booed. Right Johnny now. Damon got booed to high hell. Johnny Damon was a a hired assassin and played in two or three places before he got there. And what did he do in Shohei Boston? Otani has what did he do in Boston? One place. What did what who is Johnny Damon the most closely associated with? You talk, you ask a fan on the street, who does Johnny Damon play for? Red who Sox. do you, who do you play for? Red Sox. He went to the Yankees. They made shirts from Jesus to Judas that everyone wore in Boston. They booed him to hell. Guys, the second he, I know, but you guys like that's what you Wade do Boggs. Up there. 
They don't. What do Wade Boggs do? They what don't happened do Wade that Boggs? in Orange County. You what happened to Roger Clemens? Like, if you go in inside baseball. the you go inside the division, fans don't like it. <laughs> okay, fans don't like when you do that. When you go from one team inside the division, they don't like it. They get pissed off when you go. You got to see them a bunch of times all year competing against you. And oh, that was our guy. He was ours for a while, and now he's gone. And it's not his fault. It's the team's fault. That's what they'll say. Maybe. Believe me, I lived in Pittsburgh. I watched guys leave all the time. They didn't get booed. They got just like, oh. No, no one know, got booed? It's the team's fault. You know who's booing? They're booing the, the owner. They're mad at the owner. They're Nobody boos Garrett Cole in Pittsburgh? He comes back once every three years. Okay, I'm just saying when he comes back. Like, that's why he went outside. No, the, he, he went to the American care. League. Move on. He went to the American League, which is why I think Otani goes to the National League. I think it's smart. Go to the National League. You avoid all of that. So that leaves the Dodgers or the eight California uh, teams, Giants or Padres. That's it. Yeah, right. And I think that's going to the Mets. I think that's Lord, the three. If he goes yeah. to the Phillies, we might as well just build a damn World Series trophy and plant it there. That'd be fun. Oh. That'd be fun. Oh. And Phillies have the money. The Phillies have the money to pay him. They wanted to. I don't think he'll go there. I, I think. I think. What, what SoCal said is right. If you're handicapping, I think the three National League teams in the California in, in, in the state of California are one, two, three. And then Seattle would be four before he could wind up. Padres, I think, are a little bit out of it, though, because I think in order for the Padres to get Otani, they'd have to move a lot of players. And they probably would, but they'd have to move a bunch of guys. Like, like the Padres aren't, aren't really going to be the ain't staying. Soto's not staying in San Diego, I don't think. When's that contract come out of the box uh, off the books? He's after next year. year. And then I think he's either got one more year or he can go do whatever decline Exercise. the option and then go. Okay. So he's going to get the money. So that's fair. I, okay. So then you can afford it. Well, so the walks, yeah, right. because it's a pretty big swap, but it would, it yeah. would work money, yeah. money wise. It would work. So yeah, I think the Padres are definitely, I think the third best option. I think the giants are a monster threat to get Otani absolute monster him in that market oh my goodness huge asian population in san francisco right he's a that would be, that's like going home for him i mean that's he will be so comfortable in san francisco sharpie underscore rw said he already chose the west coast once he will again fair I think that's a very fair read. Again, that's, I don't argue the that. The only point. team on the West Coast that we can roll out is Oakland. There's no chance he's going to Oakland. Correct. Yeah. I, I, I mean, look, I would cross out Diamond. I cross Diamondbacks. I would cross the Diamondbacks off. By the way, I mean, I think that's a West Coast it's team not on the West off. Coast. Arizona's not the West Coast. No, it's a, it's a mountain. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's not a West what day that what, what month what month of the year you're in. So so you don't think Vegas is a West Coast team? You don't think the the Golden Knights are a West Coast team? Be I the, guess so because we on the coast. Here, but I meant California. I meant oh, the okay. West Coast, the actual coast. We're West Coast time zone, right. but you know we're landlocked. Yeah, Tony, he's not going like to like So wait, so Sacramento's not the Kings aren't a West Coast team? He's not going. No, they're in California. They're on the coast. Yeah, they're not on the coast. They're landlocked. How far away were they from the beach? Hour and a half. How far away are we? Three and a half. 
are closer. <laughs> I'm just saying and they're in California. I think Sacramento is a, a West Coast team. I think this is the Vegas. geography portion of the show. <laughs> just saying, somebody the one, can sponsor you're just, that. You're just we changing get, like, ways. You're just changing things up as to what is a West Coast team. Yeah. Have to be physically on the coast. coast. But there are on California the teams not on the, on coast. the coast. Just like Sacramento is not on the coast. It's in the Mid Atlantic. We've gone through this many times. <laughs> you're you. You're talking about me being bad. You in geography. You're bad at geography. I know you've had a lot of things. You just make things up as to what pictures into what is a coast team. We're in the West Coast. It's Vegas and Atlantic. It has been for decades. <laughs> We're still on that host. We're still going with it. I cut you off. What were you saying? I said we need a geography sponsor, Rand McAnally. That was that's a great one, Otto. That's can we get them? Rand McNally, but okay. McAnally. No, you're close. Rand McNally. Like you were close. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way. Rand McAnally. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Rand McAnally. I'm sure they they'd love to have a sponsor because paper maps are such the, the rage now. Everyone's my, loving the paper map world. My dad used to say that all the time, but we used to do that to him. Like, Dad, what is it? And he'd say it again, and we'd just laugh, my brother. And I, why didn't they create an app? Like, what happened to that company? Like, Rand Mac, Rand McNally was like the map company. Why did they create a Rand McNally app? That's a very good question, right? Where did they go? Like, what happened to that? Like, just all because people still sell those in gas stations around the country, you can still buy all over an actual physical map, and they're always Rand McNally maps. Like, it's always this one company that that fold out ridiculous, (laughs) you know, like huge thing that you're driving in the cars that our kids have no idea what we used to do. <laughs> trying to figure out, like, what is that a left or a right? I don't know. Is it sideways or you go around? It's, it's upside down. <laughs> what, what, what Jessica's so bad with the maps. We literally got to turn the map. I got to go, Jess. Look, we're going this way. We're going this way. Now you understand. Right. Oh, okay. But when you drive to Arizona, there's everywhere you stop in between Wiki Up, Wickenburg, all that stuff. You yeah. walk into a convenience store. The first thing when you walk in is the map display. Right. It's still there. The spinner. Yeah. The little spinner thing. Right. Yeah. That's really funny. There's a good song by Death Cab for Cutie that just came out a couple of years ago that sings about Rand McNally. It's pretty funny. It's, it's, really? Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. We used to all do that. Like, kids are like, wait, what? What did you do? Yeah, we actually had physical maps that we bought in gas stations and we would stop to ask for directions. Yeah, there was actually, yeah, you, there was no GPS. There were marriages that ended over. Oh, over. oh. <laughs> i'm not stopping will you please stop i'm not stopping (laughs) it says to go this way it doesn't say anything read the map right pull over in the 90s one of the most fun things for us as locals in boston would do is you would watch the fights that would happen between families because they would be in there for the summer and boston makes no sense at all with the map Without a map, the, the if worst. you don't know where you're going, you get one way, you're going the wrong way. Dad's annoyed. Mom's furious. They're yelling at each other in the middle of the street. <laughs> it was always like, where are you from? Because <laughs> you know that you know they're not from where they're, you know, the rental car. So they got Boston plates, but you know they're not actually from Massachusetts. My kids were laughing at me two summers ago when we went up there for two days and we drove around Boston for about an hour. And I kept... I would get off the wrong place and then I had to go around and I'm like, oh, I'll just go off and get off. And I did it again, like over and over. Cause I co- yeah, because I couldn't get over in time and I couldn't figure out when oh. to get. And then the one lane road, one way streets. And I oh, was yeah. like, 
Then I was driving, and all of a sudden there was a tunnel, yep. and then it wasn't. And I was like, <laughs> "What? What just happened here? What is this? A, this is like a." When you drive, you realize it was tunnel. meant for a horse and buggy. It was never meant for. A, you told automobile. me that, and you were absolutely <laughs> listen. I give you a lot of crap when you're wrong about stuff. You're one hundred percent right about that. They just put pavement down and painted lines on these horse and buggy roads in yep. Boston. Said, and just Night. said, oh, we're driving now. <laughs> like, we're not going to redesign anything. We're not going to change anything. We're just going to drive. Because yeah. then you go to North End, the most, if you ever want to have like a mild heart attack driving, drive in the North End for the first time. Because the roads are not wide enough for two cars. And then they park cars on the sides of the road. So not only are the cars not wide enough to go two ways, now there's cars on the side of the road. So now only one car can go. So who gets to the right of way? means who gets to the spot first. And then you end up staring at each other going, okay, who's going to go back? Because someone's got to go in reverse to let me go forward so I can get around you because only one of us can get through this current little predicament. It's unbelievable. In particular, in the summertime when all the tourists are in town, everyone wants to go to Hanover Street. So, yep. <laughs> Quick time out before we get to the Brigade sure. Proxy story today. I just looked up at my TV. ESPN is on and they're debating that the Leggers regular season win total is 46 and a half. It was 43 and a half as of yesterday. And Rich Paul said that LeBron is extra committed to the Lakers this season. And now it's 46 and a half. Can you imagine having to talk about that right now? Like, because if you would have put that in the rundown, I would have blasted you for it. You already know that you would have never put the Lakers not interested in, that. in the rundown. Yeah, not, even, not even interested in that conversation. Not even close. I mean, NBA basketball win totals now. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Baseball win totals now. If you want to do a win total segment, talk about can the Braves win X? Are the A's going to be the worst team ever? You know, are, is there value on the Phillies to win the pennant? Well, I mean, we're talking about NFL season win stuff, and we're talking about, you know, college yeah, season win year, stuff. The NFL starts in a month. No, I know, but <laughs> and we don't even have all the information. Like, talking about the NBA right now is no. Is a hard no. Hard no. It's an absolute. What are we talking about here with this brigade proxy story today? The Jets are on hard knocks. I mean, okay. Do you know how happy I am about this? This is so good. Well, you know the hard knocks curse, right? Yes. No team. They haven't even, only one team's ever made the playoffs being on hard knocks. (laughs) Only one team has ever made the playoffs being on hard knocks and now you've got the jets with cameras all over aaron Rodgers. this is phenomenal the guy who already is anal crazy and completely paranoid is now going to have every single thing he says and does on a practice field taped and viewed and put out for public consumption he ain't gonna be he's not gonna be user-friendly for this hell no he's gonna be awful they're gonna want constant aaron Rodgers content and he's not going to give him anything nothing i love it this is awesome this is exactly the distraction i want for the new york jets this is perfect is he do you think he's still going to go on pat during the season yes i think he does yes i haven't talked to those guys yet about it but i'm I'd be very surprised i mean probably part of the deal espn's probably baked in and aaron's probably getting a bigger cut probably getting a bigger check because espn will be in love with that content they already are. They've been t- cutting it and right. putting it on all their shows for two right. years. Right. So now they get to own it. Now it's theirs. Now they can sell sponsorships around it. Now they can do all sorts of things with it. Yes. 
Aaron oh. Rodgers will still be on Pat. I hope they don't end up killing it. They won't kill it, but they'll, I mean, there'll still be Pat and Aaron, but Aaron's going to be, that is going to be, I think one of the cool features about that interview was that ESPN had to constantly, cr- excuse me, credit the Pat McAfee show when he had Aaron Rodgers. So it was always courtesy of the Pat McAfee show, Aaron Rodgers coming on. They had to constantly acknowledge that they did not have access to Aaron Rodgers, but Pat did. Somebody outside of their <laughs> network right. had the biggest interview with the number one quarterback in the NFL every week, making news consistently every week right. during that during that interview. So, yeah, I think he goes on that. I think, I think it was part of the overall package. Oh, I try to watch Hard Knocks every year. I love it. I've always I, loved I, it. I, I, I always loved it. But now it's become so, I don't know. I, I, I just don't. I'd rather watch, you know, in August, like, good baseball games, good TV shows. Like if it's produced well, I'll watch it when it's forced. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. I know. But the last time that the jets were on it, it gave us one of the most iconic lines ever from Rex Ryan saying, let's go get a snack. <laughs> people say, I say it all the right. time. Still people say it all the time. Like <laughs> there are some moments. Wait, say are, it again. You don't remember Rex Ryan said, let's go get a fucking snack. Remember he's yelling at the team. He's yelling. He's, he's sitting in front of the team. He's yelling. He's going crazy. He's getting all mad at his team. And then he goes, let's go get a fucking snack. <laughs> it's one of the most iconic lines ever. It's I remember it now that you said it. I did not remember yeah. it until oh, you said it. But that's the last time the Jets were on Hard Knocks. Was that, was, that was actually a good Hard Knocks, but yeah. that probably got Rex to the TV career. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. or the foot fetish thing, but... You know, it's a whole nother thing. It had nothing to do with this. had nothing to do with getting him on the team. No, the foot, the foot finishing definitely exposed him to a whole different level of people. And then, you know, he got, he got to joke around with it all the time. And he, he was on TV. He, he would talk right about, now, I mean, he would talk about kickers about? and people would be like, of course, talking about kickers. You're obsessed with feet. So like that's all you want. That's all you want to do is talk about kickers. You know, Ryan loves, as we know, Rick Ryan has a massive foot fetish. Putting on so. my dark glasses for this take. <laughs> what he's got. It's not even a take. It's a reality. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We all got our kinks. You know, it's whatever gets your rocks off, dude. I'm not here. You know, he's never his, getting off late night. He, he, likes his, sure. he likes his wife's feet a lot, as we learned. You know? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's important. You got to take care of your feet. Both sure. boys and girls, you got to take care of your feet. I don't get the guys who pay for pics of women's feet. I don't understand that at all. What? I don't get it. There's people that do that? Dave, sometimes I don't think you live on earth. Like sometimes I really think you live in your own bubble that you don't actually live on the same planet. That you we all pay have. for the pics of the feet. Do you ever see an attractive woman on Instagram or Twitter and they cover their feet up? That's not by accident. That's on purpose. Why? Cause they got the funky feet. No. Cause guys want to pay them for their feet pictures. And they hold on. They take the, the, the whole body and all the other stuff and they can say that, but they cover their feet up Correct. because they pay for the, Pictures that because guys will pay them for pictures of their feet. Yes, I got to call my wife after the show. <laughs> I cannot believe this. This is a ride that you don't know. This, yes, this is this is a, a very large part of the internet. People, all every single hey, ask, a lot of money for the feet pictures. Ask 
any female you've ever done TV with, uh-huh. have they been propositioned by somebody in their DMs oh, to that. buy their to buy pics of their feet? And I guarantee you, every single one will say yes. I every mean, single know, one. I know this firsthand that they've been asked about pictures of their feet, but I didn't realize they could charge like a lot of money oh, for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like really? only fan accounts for feet pictures. Yeah. There's only fan accounts for feet pictures. What's wrong with you people? That's why I asked. I don't, I, I think women's feet are attractive, but I don't find them to be erotic. Like I don't find them to be like, oh my God, that's incredible. There's other parts of the female anatomy I find way more attractive than their feet. Listen, guys do the up down. They check everything from hair to feet. Correct. But so, some guys like the feet thing is their thing. They like, start and stay at the feet. Correct. That's really? their thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's their go-to. I don't know. Uh, there was a whole cycle. You I read, I read a, get out I, more. If you're only looking at the feet, you got to get out more. There's it's supposedly take care of the feet, but come there's on, supposedly people. a brain connection that for certain humans, certain guys, that it's a little bit of like a twist to the to the sensory in your brain as to why you find feet attractive. It's got something to do with like your overall what you endorphins and everything else, how your brain is wired in the womb is what causes you to actually have a foot fetish. It's very, it's like a one, like a one twist. They figured it out why there are certain guys who really like feet a lot. It's a brain function. It's very odd. I don't have that. (laughs) I, I, I always check it out and I see how important the feet are in this house to the ocean of estrogen. Okay. It's very important that they have their feet done and taken care of. I'm going to ask that. I'm going to have to ask the teenagers about this. I don't know what's going on. I got to. I got to find out about if they know about this. This might be. Uh, I mean, you could get paid for taking pictures of your feet. This is unbelievable. Yes. Like a it's lot a little, of money. Do you really want to know what they do with those pictures, though? No, I don't <laughs> so care. Like, I don't I care. want to know. I, I care. If it's going to be my family member involved. I, I do How want do to you care. know who's I don't want to know. That's why I'm not giving it to them. Like, you're not paying my... No, uh-uh. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Opening yourself up to a whole world that I do not want any part of. No a friend thanks. Of, a, a friend of a friend here. Yeah. She's crazy. She gets random texts from people. Um, and she sent a picture of like, it's, you know, she'll get a text like, Hey, how are you? Right. And instead of just ignoring it or deleting it, she'll be like, Oh, I'm great. And then it'll open up a conversation. It's with a wrong number. Right. Know, but, but it's a, it's a friend of, of my wife and she, okay. she likes to have fun with right. randoms. Randoms. So, and so the other day she did it and she's so witty. She sent a picture of her kid's feet he's got caveman feet <laughs> hairy toes that spread apart real far and she said i'm just working on my toes oh and she sent it to <laughs> and i'm like That's awesome. you're really crazy like you're yeah. absolutely insane but i had no idea we were going to talk about feet today it didn't no. appear in the ronda no it did not before we let go of sports grid let's get this in let's get our conference title conversation of the day uh today's on a wednesday it is the acc we by the way are keeping track we're gonna we're posting all of these on our youtube channel at boston versus the book so if you miss any part of the big 10 or big 12 you can go back and watch it if you're watching on sports grid you missed the big 12 yesterday 
So you can go back and watch that on our YouTube channel, our, our breakdown of what's going to happen for the Big 12. Today being the ACC. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the odds here for the ACC title. Clemson at plus 155 at FanDuel, Florida State plus 185. Pretty interesting two-team race because it jumps to Louisville, North Carolina, NC State that are both way off the pace here for All these. All of which have no chance, right? Pretty much have have no chance. So let's just quickly run the schedules here for these two teams because it is going to be an interesting conversation to see. This is the schedule um, for which one's this? This is uh, Clemson schedule. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me pull that down for a second so we can see the full schedule. Okay, there's full schedule. Duke in week one. Charleston Southern in week two. Charleston Southern is a football team. Yep. Okay. Florida Atlantic, not. The basketball team, the football team, Florida Atlantic, and then the game, Florida State, September twenty third, at home. This is the game of the year in the ACC. Early, early in the year, they could play again in the, in the championship, but early. And let's see what the number would be for that. I'm going to say Clemson is minus six. Uh, it's not a bad number, Piro. Just under a touchdown is what you're thinking? I think so, yeah. That's my gut. That's my gut. My gut. September like 23rd, you said? Yeah. Huh? Clemson. Man, there's so many games to find. Oh, it's three. Clemson minus three. Wow. Okay. So... Super live there for Florida State. That's what that yes. tells me. It's the game of the year in the ACC. I mean, it really come down to get winner of that game. You know, then they go at Syracuse. They're home against Wake. Wake's got a quarterback question. Syracuse is awful. Miami on the road whoa, for Clemson. Whoa, 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 whoa. Syracuse is awful. It's Syracuse. They're awful. Yes. Syracuse is awful. Somebody uh, came in the chat yesterday and said, Would we mention Syracuse during the ACC preview? We mentioned Syracuse three times. You bet over, you win, cash all tickets. Go. Fine. Um, Syracuse, I can't stand you. Oh, FYI. So why don't you save that for when you get rid of this schedule so you can look into the camera and tell all of the yeah, orange people. All, the, get, you all, all, all you Newhouse people can go oh, fly oh, a kite. Go. All of you can go fly a kite. I'll <laughs> dealt with you my entire career. You're incestuous. We're not Syracuse major. guys. We're not. It's hard I'm for a, us to I'm, make it in this business a, not being Syracuse guys. Uh, I'm a UMass guy. They hate us. Uh, then NC State on the road could be a challenge. That's not an easy yeah, W. That's a tough okay. game. That could be a tough game for Clemson. At Miami can be a tough game though. Could. Yep. And it needs to be for Miami's sake because of what's happened recently. Miami needs to have a good season. Right. Notre Dame though in Clemson it's a really tough game for Clemson. I mean, they play Florida State and Notre yes. Dame both at home. Where those are two tough games right there. That's right. now I, I get it. Notre Dame it, it, last year at the end of the year, different team than they were at the beginning part of the year. But you got to think that they're going to take a step forward. They're going to be better than they were last year. And then it's Georgia Tech at home uh, against Carolina, and then at South Carolina, which is always a tough game because it's an in-state rivalry game. But what's similar to what you mentioned yesterday about Texas is very similar to Clemson. They don't right. go anywhere. <laughs> they don't go anywhere. Yeah, they go play in a dome in At Syracuse. Syracuse. That's it. That's the only time they, and leave they the go South. to Florida and play in Miami. Yep, and they and they go to Florida. And they stay in uh, the Carolinas the yep. whole season. 
North Carolina or South Carolina, they play very, they don't go anywhere. Their travel is very advantageous. That's the opposite of Florida state. All right. Florida state's got the monster game against LSU. Wait, you skipped the Duquesne Dukes. Okay. Sorry. I'm not talking about the Duquesne Dukes. The Duquesne Dukes are going to Florida. (laughs) They're going to get whacked. Yeah. And there's two bye weeks in this schedule on top of that, which is really interesting. Two bye weeks. That ain't even legal. Is it? Because they're starting in way, way week zero. They play August 27th. They play an August game. Oh. So they play week zero. So they're one of the few power five teams playing a week zero game. So they're playing there. Then they're playing against LSU. And then they have a bye week after that. The LSU game in New Orleans, that, that game could be a really big game for us. That's going to be gigantic. And it might be also, we, we all might be together for that game. So there might what be something. What in the hell is that game? What, the, what is the line on that game? LSU fourth. I'm going to say LSU LSU minus three and a half home LSU minus three and a half September 4th. Oh, that's in between because the games are on the second. Yep. So that's a Monday standalone. No Sunday game, Sunday standalone. There's four games on that day. It's the biggest game of the day. NFL is off till till the following week. That's Labor Day Sunday. Check the calendar. What do you mean check the calendar? That's Labor Day Sunday. Why is that not on the list? Oh, here it is. Hold on. LSU two and a half. Oh, I was close to shoot. I said three and a half. Under 57 and a half. Holy crap. September 4th is a Monday. Wow. Why do you question everything? Because I'm reading. Because I'm reading. You're wrong. I'm reading. The 4th is a Monday. Why? The, The schedule is wrong. September fourth so, is a Monday. The September second is, is the game's the, the, the game's the third. The game's the third, not the fourth. No, it's not. It's the fourth. Oh the no, game, Clemson the, Duke's the standalone game on the fourth. Thank you. It's the third. Clemson That's wrong. Duke. Schedule's okay, so wrong. LSU is Sunday night, the yes, third. Correct. And then Clemson Duke. Do, do is you know why Monday? we know? Because you you should know why we know that. Oh, 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 oh. That's the party day. That's the game oh, we, we oh, would watch oh, 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 on Labor oh, Day oh, Sunday. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Here in Vegas, that's the game Did we, we would watch. That up? Did you no, that up? but that's oh, why I know that game is Sunday because like, that would be the party day to watch the game. Oh, hell, I might get one of them chains and stuff for that. You might have to get <laughs> one of them chains, MLSU chains or something. So here's the thing oh, everyone loves Florida oh. State, but they travel, they go to, they go to Florida. You know, sorry, they go to Louisiana, which is not that far of a trip, but then they go to Kentucky, take on Louisville, not a good team. Then they play at home against BC, at home against Wake Forest. They go to NC State, which is a little bit of a trek for them, not huge, but a little bit of a trek for them. Then they play Clemson at home and then a bye week. Their last four games, Georgia Tech at Miami, at Syracuse, in Louisville are all, not Georgia Tech, but the three of the four could be sneaky. Those aren't walking the parks of Florida State. Definitely they should win not. Them. They should win. And then they end the gay end the season against Florida, which is an SEC team coming to their place. Who could be better than people think? With a really good coach who's got that thing clicking. And I know Richard's not there, but he's been recruiting his ass off. So I don't know. Everyone loves Florida State. With this schedule, I'm not so sure I love Florida State. I think it's Clemson's. I think this is Clemson's year still. To win, to win the ACC, I think Clemson still has the inside track. I still think Clemson's the team that's going to wind up winning it. Yeah, but Clemson can only lose one game. Well, not to win the division. Not to win the conference, rather. 
I think Clemson could win the conference and not make the college worlds and, and not make the college. Of football course playoffs. the ACC has had that problem too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I think that's, that's a very real possibility. The quarterback conversation, DJ Ugalele, by the way, got drafted last night in baseball by the Dodgers in the, in the 20th round. <laughs> he might wind up playing baseball, forget football, but they got that young kid with the big arm that they're all excited about at Clemson. I think it's gonna be a bounce back year. I don't know. I think Dabble may have lost his touch a little bit, but I still think they can win the ACC. I don't think Florida state's ready. Right. So I still think the best, I think the bet would be right now. I think the bet would be on, would be on, Clemson to win the ACC. And no one else? We, 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 Florida is State's, the only, Florida State's the only other team. FSU is the only team that might possibly contend, but I'll still take Clemson to win that game. Oh, let's see. Jeez, it really is nobody else, is there? No. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a chasm between those two teams and everybody else. Um... Chasm. You should pull out that word. That was a nice use. Of that. <laughs> that was good. There's a lot of people that can't say it. There's a lot of people that can't say Duquesne either. It's spelled Duquesne. I've heard Duquesne, Duquesne, Duquesne in the books for years. It's Duquesne. It's Duquesne Dukes. Dukes. Florida State. And then, wow, Louisville, North Carolina. No. NC State. No. Wow. Talk about a leap. Yeah, from, it's a bit. It's bad. There's I mean, four teams less than ten to one. Louisville and North Carolina are seven fifty, and North Carolina is plus eight fifty. That's it. Mm-hmm. Then it's twenty two to one. Miami's twenty three. Pitt's twenty five, and then it just gets absurd. The numbers just keep adding zeros. <laughs> right, it's impossible. Blewett was on yesterday, which by the way, Blewett did a great job. It was good. Us. Yeah. If you guys haven't heard, go back and listen to Blewett's interview. But BC's one hundred and twenty to one. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what is going on up there? Nothing. Same thing's been going on for 30 years. It's Boston College. They, they're the Vanderbilt of the ACC. I mean, let's be honest what they oh, are. They're, a, they're a, an automatic W. They're in the conference to pad the stats of the teams that are good. That's reality. I mean, look, I, at that school. I worked at Virginia, okay? I, I, I was there when they were good. I was there when I was covering it when they had a... Right. Virginia's has, they haven't been relevant since I left. They won Let, a college basketball championship. Not great that long ago. football. We're talking not basketball. Football. I'm not talking some about what's going on. Some schools are good at football. Some Correct. good at basketball. It's very hard to be good at both. The ACC is a basketball conference. It is, but it also has had a football program or two to make some noise. Virginia has not made, yeah, made any noise. They had Clemson won two was, championships. That was that's. That, I mean, come on. They can't even. You so, just said it. They could. They could not get to the chance to the playoffs. Yes. They could win a conference, not get to the playoff. Very possible. Yes, I think it's very. Their schedule is not 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 great. Sports great. Thank you so much. We'll be back coming up tomorrow night with you guys for you live on Twitter and YouTube. As always, time for bonus time. Um. One chat wants to know: Do you like feeder? I said, I don't like, I, I'm not a feet guy. It's, I, I'm not, I love feet. I like them, but I'm not like, that doesn't like, like if a girl has like really gnarly feet, that could be a really big turnoff for sure. It could hurt more than it can help. Like I like cute feet, but it's not like I, I require it. I'm not searching for it. I'm not walking around, looking down, going like looking at feet uh, at the I've, beach. I'm not looking at feet at the beach. Well, at the beach, like, see, that's, that's the question. Like if you're at the beach and you're looking at the feet, maybe 
maybe look up. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> right, that's just, my point. I got, like, I, I, like, there's like five other out. things. Look, yeah, there's five parts I'm 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 looking at first before I'm looking at feet. It's part of the conversation, but it's not the starter. I mean, like Sydney was on the show when we were down at Circa, and she Correct. mentioned the tan lines on her feet. Did, by said, the way, you should be on Instagram because she posted the funniest pictures in the world about her tan lines, and I was talking with her back and forth going, I said, you and I, we, we talked about this. She said, yes, we did. She literally was showing her tan lines. It was ridiculous. Are they bad? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Funny. They changed, I guess Circa Swim actually changed their bikinis. Shoes. They did. Yeah. So now they're, there's different, I guess maybe they're complaining they heard about the tan lines because her tan oh. line was crazy looking. Really? But now she's wearing that different. She was posted a picture yesterday on it, but she's, her birthday was like two days ago or something like that. Oh, I got to, I got to reach so, out and say happy birthday to her. But I, I mean, I always, I, I, I check from head to toe. I'm a guy. I mean, right. check from head to toe and I watch how much care the girls put into their feet. Right. It's very important. To them, would you say gnarly feet can ruin it? Gnarly feet can be bad. Uh huh. Oh yeah. If you got jacked up feet, you can definitely change. Like you got feet like a guy. Yeah, you could definitely be like, feet oh boy, like a guy. Yeah. You ever seen like when toes are going the wrong angle and like they got bunions everywhere and it's nasty? It's like, oh boy. Yeah. But guys' feet. I mean, guys generally are aren't very attractive. But like that, that's the same thing you'd say with any 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 chewed up part of the body can be unattractive. Feet and hands, you know, man hands. You ever see that Seinfeld with man hands? Oh, it was tremendous. <laughs> One of the best of all time. That was great, man Great hands. Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, we used to say buy the meat when we right. had the meat sponsor. Yeah, they're coming Take back. Take care of your feet. I mean, we could put that on it. Oh, sure. I Take mean, look, I mean, you got have you ever done, feet. you ever done the pedicure? I have not. I'm really touchy about who who touches my feet. I don't, okay. I'm not ready to just put it in a bucket and let some. I would. I don't care. I, I would do it. I never have done it, but I would do it. Go go to work. I don't care. It, 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 that doesn't bother me any. But I haven't done the pedicure and I haven't done the manicure. And I know men here in Vegas that will swear by it. Both like it's part of their whole entire health routine. We got a couple people that watch the show that are taking care of their dads and. Mm stuff like that. I did it for a year here with my dad. And wow. one of his favorite things in life to do was to go get a manicure and pedicure. There so every Tuesday when I was off from the book, we'd go to the barber shop, get a haircut and a shave, and then go get his feet done and his nails done. And he used to sit there like watching a dog get groomed that likes it. Mm -hmm. He used to just sit there like this with his hands and then he would put his feet up and I'd have to go for a walk. I'm like, Dad, you're enjoying this way too much. He's like, Dave. Leave oh, me it can alone. be it can be a really relaxing moment. Like beyond a, relaxing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't so, do you do massages? Because I can't relax during massages. So I've done a couple massages with Jess, like we've gone. And I used yeah. to go when I was playing hockey a lot. I had like a I don't know if he was a yogi or what, but it was a right. guy yep. that would find these knots in my body that I knew were there, but I couldn't. Design, tell right. someone they were there. Yeah. And I would get the massage, but I haven't done it in a while. One of my coaches sent me this thing because, because they're working with this new place in Vegas. It's a stretching company. Tremendous. So I have this free, I don't like massages. I'll take it. No, if you I'll, ain't I'm taking it. I'll take it. I'll I'm going to do with it. You. I need I'm to do it. Stretched out. It's a 45 minute stretch out that you go to try I'm it. going. <laughs> you text me after the show talking. Okay. I, I want to go wherever it is. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going. It's called I'll stretch, go today. stretch fit or something or other. Whatever. 
but so I don't like massages. So I'm going to be curious to see what the difference is between stretching me out versus massaging me. And do I like it more or not? Cause I was asking some people that I know do it and they swear by it. They're like every two weeks you will walk out of there feeling completely different. Like every part of your body will feel loose and you'll feel good and your butt, your blood will flow. The endorphins will be running, rushing through you. Like you've got to at least try it. Okay, I'll try it. It's free. So I'll go and figure out whether I like it or not. But that's part of I'm coming. You're coming. All right. That's good. Do you you like it? I I haven't done it. Time for better to book it. But you know, mostly what what these bets are because I this is the worst day of the year. And I'm just not interested in I can't forcing. I believe you still had this segment today. I thought this wouldn't make the list. It, it, only from yesterday. There's got, I, I made two bets, both in college football last night. And I could bet I'm two and one so far betting summer league. And people are like, what are you betting on summer league today? I'm like, I'm not. I, I, I'm really like, this is, it, it, these are the days that I, yes, I am paid to do a daily picks podcast. So I'm supposed to have action every day. Right. Uh, it, it just, these are, this is, you know, DND type of stuff. Like, do not disturb. Like, I just want, <laughs> like, this is not, I, I don't need to be staring at, at a game or breaking things down. Like, I'm not on vacation, but like, I am mentally not in the gambling space today. I'll be back tomorrow, back on Friday. But for today, I'm just not really interested in watching anything. I'm just going to check out for the day. So this, so. Did the, the only Aces bet- win and cover yesterday, do you know? They must have because I saw a tweet about it. Hold on. I'll tell you. Cause I think Cause there's they're, a bunch of games. I think they're 12 and one ATS. Uh, there's something yeah. ridiculous like that. I just can't get involved. I, I like WMA basketball. I just, I really, I, I bet the playoffs. I don't bet the regular season. Oh, they won 98 to 72. Yeah. They covered the total closed 170. Ooh. Can you add up 98 and 72? It's over. It's 170. Oh, the nose. That's right. Oh. How good are the numbers getting? Like, it's not getting easier. It's getting harder. But the, but the line was 12, was it? Not 17. Oh. 17. But, yeah, I, I was waiting for you to come with Vegas today no. at, at L.A. I mean, I might watch it. I might, I might bet it at some point, you know, but not me. I can't tell you more than three players on the Aces. I know nobody on the Sparks, like, it's just, it, it would be, it's just a force. Like I can, my philosophy on betting summer league has been two and one. So it's profitable on this level, Good. but like, it's still a dart throw. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm looking at teams and seeing what teams are sending, how many draft picks to Vegas. And I'm betting the team that's got more draft picks than the other, the Kings right. last night, you, you were right to, to fade that the Kings started the, the, the end of the third quarter on a 12 Oh run took a two point lead in the fourth quarter. They were favored by one and a half. And then the bulls ended the game on like a 20 to two run. Oh God. <laughs> like just ran them off the court in the fourth quarter. And it was just, okay. So I lost that bet. I got and then, Well, on the other end, the other bet that I made was on um, the Pelicans. They cruised to a double digit win laying right. two and a half. So like, I, I'm just putting my feet up. This is a play. Here's, let me explain this to everybody. One, the number in Vegas at most books is worse than BetMGM as of last night. BetMGM, both in Vegas and outside of Vegas, rarity, they have the same number. Oh. Nine, to, nine to one nice. on Michigan. They are $2 higher than the Westgate here in Vegas. 
Circa didn't even have their futures up last night for college football. Pulled them down. They're not up yet. Which I was like, oh, okay, nothing there. DraftKings also had pulled down their futures last night. FanDuel had it at plus 850. And then someone told me this morning that they changed it to plus to 10 to 1 this morning. They went up. Mm. So somebody came in and bet something with the national championship that moved the numbers in Michigan to get the 10 to 1. So it's even better. You can get 10 to 1. I took 9 to 1. The reason the theory is I just need them to get into the playoffs. In fact, I really just need them to run the table and play in the Big Ten championship game. And then I can work off. Right. Exactly. So it's not so much of a proclamation of me saying Michigan's winning it all. It's got more to do with the fact that I want to be able to play off this because I do think Michigan's going to be in the Big Ten title game. So as long as we get there and they can make the playoffs, nine to one Michigan with that theory, bettering it or booking it. You're asking me to bet or book a future on a college football team to win it all in July. In July, uh-huh. on the worst day of the uh-huh. sports betting calendar. That's why we're doing this right now. <laughs> I'll, let me flip a coin here. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll book it. Okay. I'll Second take bet. my shot. Week two, Texas. This number is already moving. You're going to take the seven? I'm taking the seven. Give me Why Texas don't you plus wait seven. And take eight. Because it's not going to go eight. It's already at six and a half. It's already down. Books they're are setting, moving. They're setting this up so bad. To, for who? Oh, they're setting People that bet Alabama or bet Texas, which oh, is the setup. They're setting it up to bet Alabama. Oh, my God. Good luck. This goes up. The number goes up and they bet. Oh, no. It closes up. Closes above seven. Oh, I don't think so. I think you're wrong. I disagree yeah. with you. Uh-uh. In particular, if the, whoever wins the quarterback battle looks bad in week one against MTSU. And Texas, looks, wait, say that out loud again, looks bad against MTSU, which is possible. The kid looked, who's the quarterback for Alabama? They got big questions. Won't matter. Okay. I mean, the They're line's not going to show anything against MTSU. Great. The line's 38 and a half. What if Bama wins by 20? They don't cover against MTSU. Texas has a layup home game. They win by 40. Oh, it is revenge time. Oh, I think, Al- look, Alabama under Nick Saban in non-conference games, not the record stupid. Alabama with Saban against former assistants is stupid. Alabama in, re- in, in return games, ridiculous record. I understand all of this. I think Bama wins the game. But Bama should have lost last year to Texas. And this year's Bama team is worse, arguably, than last year's Bama team. And the only real difference in Texas is that Bijan Robinson is not going to be there. But their wideouts kind of are a gonna, big deal. But their wideouts are even better than they were last year. And Alabama's secondary couldn't cover Texas last year. And they got better receivers. They got transfer kids who have come in. This receiving core for Texas is outstanding. Offensive line for Texas, outstanding. If they run the football even a little bit against Alabama, that's going to be a game. I think Bama this probably is, wins. But this is Bama's second game. Correct. Week two at home at Bryant Denny. Texas is going to go in there. If they win the game, Texas could win the whole damn thing. No question. <laughs> uh, you think you think Saban's going to do summer practice and all this other stuff talking about this game? It's both teams. That's all they're talking about. Texas and Bama's entire, the entire, this is week one for them. Right. This is not. Who's this Texas's is, coach? Sarkeesian. I'll book this bet. Did you, did you watch Texas Alabama last year? 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember, remember what we happened? We were watching it together, right? Was Where were we? No, that's yeah. Tennessee. We were, we watched oh, Alabama. we watched that game together. Yeah, too. we didn't watch yeah. Texas together. Remember, yeah. this was if if Quentin Ewers get, doesn't get hurt in the game. You're right. Texas probably wins. Now, I don't think Texas wins at Alabama, but I think it's a game. And I think Texas is going to play Alabama tough in week two. I, I think fading Bama this year, I think I, I've rarely do I ever say that fading Alabama is a smart thing. I think fading Bama this year is going to be smart. I think they could have two losses and maybe even three. We shall see. Yeah, I think this is going to be a down year for Alabama until they get their quarterback thing situated. It's it's a trend, it's a big transition year for Alabama to try to figure out who's going to be the guy, who's going to be able to be, you know, who are their weapons. It's Alabama. I get it. But LSU is going to be in the division. They're going to be damn tough. That's going to be a really fun Alabama LSU is a game that I would absolutely love to be at this year. Yep. Be awesome. It sucks that Tennessee doesn't have hooker. I wish they had hooker. They would be, they'd, I mean, the kid, the guy's okay, but they'd be so much more fun. They'd be just freaking phenomenal. Yep. Favorite thing about today is what? That all these people in the content space, everybody's taking the day off. <laughs> and we somehow find a way to talk about sports and have this community of people join us for two hours. That's phenomenal. We have <laughs> calls set up later today, the rest of the week, while everybody's on vacation doing stuff about setting up some other things you mentioned that weekend mm-hmm. guys just block it on your calendar girls block it on your calendar labor we can day. all com- we can all compare feet maybe in person <laughs> maybe we're just going to talk about different things and all kinds of stuff but no um that is my favorite thing about today that we found a way to bang out a show amongst all the phone calls the other favorite thing about today is that um I did get the box from Roger Long. Thank you again, sir. Stay by that landline. I promise. Mm. We'll find out what time you go to bed. I know if I call and wake you up, just hang up the phone or don't answer, <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. Second, you sent me a text about someone else not being renewed their contract and mm. whatever. Um, immediate reach out to them. I did and communicated. So a lot of people finding out right now that they ain't going to have a job now the rest of the year. They got another month left. We got, you know, a couple guys that watch the show that have been told their division is done. They have another 30 days to work. And then it's a crazy, crazy time. And a lot of people join us listening later after we're done with the show, watch the show live in here. It's not lost, fellas and girls, boys, girls, whomever you are. Gratitude, gracious, mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. all of you for doing it because we're going to keep doing it. Because mm-hmm. one, me and him just enjoy talking to each other. We do it off the air too. But like we got a lot to offer and you guys are a big part of it. You guys are a big part of the discussion. <laughs> Every discussion that we've had, people notice the brigade. People mm-hmm. notice the banter. People ask about the Discord, which is what again, P-Roll? BVBshow.com. People ask about Mola Labe cigars. People have asked about Wager Wire. They do. People have asked about a lot of things. We keep telling them, can't explain it. I cannot put it on a sheet. Stop mm-hmm. asking me the value <laughs> of the people watching the show from all 
over. We're in bonus time, right? Oh, yeah. All over the fucking world. Yep. Just want to say that again. I was tired this morning. I was running around. I was like, got to do the show. This show breathes life into us as much as you guys breathe life, breathe life into it. Mm. That's the best thing about today on a day that nobody's paying attention and there's no sports going on. It's very true. Uh, so July 12th, birthdays are important to a lot of people. Yeah. It's very much a selfish thing, but it's also one of those things where like people around you, your family, they know it's your birthday. Your mom calls you, your brothers call you, your sisters call you, aunts, uncles, grandparents. You get the cards in the mail from your family when you're turning, you know, 18, 21. These are all big monumental moments. I couldn't imagine sharing that with a sibling. But my brother and sister all went on the right or left. Maggie in the middle there. My daughter is there. That's a picture from Boston. Mm -hmm. They both were born on July 12th. How about that? Their whole life, they have shared this birthday together. How about that? So I couldn't imagine, but I wanted to say happy birthday to the both of them. It's funny because guys and girls handle birthdays a little bit differently. My brother Owen is happy. He's excited. He's turning 28 years old. It's kind of cool. Like he's doing stuff. Maggie's got the whole birthday week going. Started yesterday trips and dinners and all of her social media. She turned 24 today. <laughs> it's a little bit of a bigger deal to my sister. So I this made is a big like deal. the second generation Peralts. Correct. This is my mother's second marriage, right? This is me and Ben. We started the show with my brother, Ben, who's from, right. we have the same dad. Right. That was obviously very sad. What's going on with my brother. It's a total right. just, that's what I mean by a juxtaposition of emotions for me. I'm so sick and sad for my brother and what's going on, but I'm equally really happy for my brother and his, and my sister because they are turning their birthdays are today. So it's sort of a topsy turn. Four years apart. Yeah. Ben turns 45 on Friday. So my, he turns 44. My brother was having the worst. So Mama P was doing some stuff in December a lot. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it's no, not, it's not, no, it's um, Labor Day weekend. November. Oh. No, it's Labor Day. Yeah, it's 10 months. September. Right. Because a, a pregnancy is normally nine to 10 months. Right. So that's in that general range. That's it. September is yes. <laughs> it's whatever's been going on. It was late. Mm -hmm. Someone said to me, when's Mama so, P's birthday? She was the first baby born. Uh, at Lawrence General Hospital on December, on January 1st, whatever it was. She was oh, 12 her birthday is New Year's? 12.02 New Year's Eve. She was on the front page of the oh, Lawrence okay. Eagle. She was on the front page of the Lawrence Eagle Tribune as the first baby born of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. Her, claim to, her claim to fame. It's been okay, over. So it's not a birthday time for her. Uh -oh. so it's, nope. Uh, right. No, it's just a vacation Start time. Start of Patriots football season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah, so she had three, three kids. <laughs> Madeline's, and Madeline's birthday is July 30th. So I've got three Jeez. brothers and my daughter, my ex, Madeline's mom, July 18th. <sighs> so I've got cancers and Leos all over my life. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but cancers and Leos are just naturally part of it. So, And my birthday's August 12th, which there is you go. a Leo. You're a Leo, right? Yes. Wow. That's, Madeline would like to know that. I have to, yeah. She asked me that once. She said, what's Dave's sign? That's Leo, so she'll, same she'll like, like the year Leo. So yeah. So to, to Maggie and to Owen, happy birthday guys. I hope you have a really fun and special day. It's, it's, uh, it's Absolutely. a big one in your twenties. It's a big one. Owen's approaching 30. That will be a big one. Um, but 
hopefully I know our family is not exactly smiling at the moment because of what's going on with Ben, but right. hopefully, hopefully you guys have a good day and, and, and a fun day. So happy, happy birthday to you guys uh, for that sports grid is gone. YouTube and Twitter. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Be a part of the discord channel, by the way, again, if you haven't been in, it's a free way of communicating that we're trying to build that up and get as many people into it as possible. It's bvbshow.com. It's a free app. I know we have a lot of apps on our phone, but it's cool. It's a direct link to us. We can talk about what's going on because Dave's not lying. Like there are a lot of things right now in the hopper for what might be down the pike announcements and things that we may be doing. It it could be August, the last two weeks of August and the first week of September might be extremely busy for us for not just with the proxy service, but with the show too. Show. We, might, we might be out and about. And proxy doing service things. is busy. We got Mr. C coming this weekend. Let's go. Teddy's coming to show us our, show us his feet. Yes, okay. Like a size 15. Ooh. Wow. Big feet. I'm 12 and a half. So I, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's got a big foot too. Yeah. And hands and everything else. So <laughs> we're back tomorrow. Same time. I wasn't going there, but okay. Go back tomorrow. Go. Same time, same place. BBV, Dave, Matt, we got to go.